The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Ah, welcome. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393 or at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I think it's time to shut down the absolute nonsensical White House press dinner. I've been saying that for a long time. It, it, what, what good is it? It doesn't do anybody any good. It was terrible when George W. Bush was doing it. It was awful with, with Obama. It was awful with Clinton. And it's awful now, and the president doesn't even go anymore, which, to his credit, I, I think that's one of the classiest things that Donald Trump could ever do, is just continue to ignore the White House press dinner. And it devolved into some, you know, horrific uh, insult fest. And, you know, the left is always screaming about, hey, you, you can't talk about the way somebody looks. Hey, you can't talk about somebody's sexual preference. Yeah, she did all that. At least alluded to it. Uh, this comedian, Michelle, what's her face? Wolf. Yeah, Mich- Michelle Wolf. Have you heard of her before? Not until this weekend. <clears throat> Didn't I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. Uh, and I'm not sure who books the entertainment uh, for the White House press dinner, but um, they're terrible at it. Why, why would you continue to, to book these people who are... Michelle Wolf, and she's calling out uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and the way she looks. And even Democrats are taking offense to it. Uh, interestingly, yeah, she got Sarah Huckabee Sanders was defended by Mika Brzezinski today. Uh, they they just thought she went too far, and she did apparently. I mean, I didn't watch the White House press dinner because it's ridiculous i hated it when uh the bushes were were part of it and laura bush got up and said things that were just (laughs) it's like why are you playing into this why are you do you remember that i remember her getting up i can't remember the substance of what he what she said she was talking about putting dollar bills in guys g-strings at uh seems Right. Oh, at with, the male strip with Lynn club. Cheney or something? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. It just yeah. doesn't do anybody any good. Everybody's trying to be funny and they're they're just inappropriate. And, and I, it's just beneath everybody. And I remember Bush um standing in front of like a monitor and it's a picture of him looking under seat cushions for weapons of mass destruction. That's yeah. not funny. <laughs> oh, boy, that's great. Play right into their hands. And they do it because they did it, I think. Because they thought this was going to ingratiate them to the left. Mm-hmm. Well, the media, if they can, if they can see me laughing at myself and uh, using their own words against me, and I can laugh about it, you know, they're going to like me better. Nope, they hated you just as much. Uh, and then Obama got in, and he, of course, had softballs tossed his way the whole time. And nobody said anything nasty about Barack Obama. The whole seven or eight years that he attended that stupid thing. You know, I just remembered something. Jimmy Kimmel used to play it down the middle. 
He did yeah. the White House Correspondents' Dinner in 2012. And it was so funny because it took no prisoners on either side. He right. made fun of Obama's eating habits, like eating uh, whatever kind of... Uh, Arugula kind of, or whatever. You no, know, the animal that he ate. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was an animal. That, uh, I don't know. Anyhow, and he made fun of that. Uh-huh. He made fun of his ears. Things that you do not make fun of. Oh, yeah, his ears. King that, Obama. Somehow, talking about Barack Obama's big elephant ears was racist. Uh, what race are big-eared people? <laughs> That's just stupid. Right. Yeah, what happened to Kimmel, man? He he went the way of David Letterman. He became an angry old man. Yep. And uh, just has the one note now against the right. So you've got all these people bashing Trump, bashing his people, bashing his policies. It's completely one-sided. Um. And it's not funny. It's not interesting. And for years now, we've been saying, just stop doing it. And again, to his credit, President Trump just stopped doing it. Nobody else had the giblets to do the same thing. And I, my hat's off to him for that. For his part, he's like, no, I'm going to Michigan. And he did. So while the White House uh, press dinner is going on in Washington, D.C., Trump is giving a speech in Michigan saying that uh, if Congress doesn't fund the border wall, he'll, well, take a look. Here's what he said. But we have to have borders and we have to have them fast and we need security. We need the wall. We're going to have it all. And again, that wall has started. We got one point six billion. We come up again on September 28th. And if we don't get border security, we'll have no choice. We'll close down the country mm. because we need border security. Wow. <laughs> so better remember it, that line. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. good threat. Let's sure see is. if he sticks with it. I hope he does. Mm. I hope he has the giblets to, to stick with it this time because, yes, we do need the wall. We do need border security. I mean, look what happened this weekend. Here they are banging on our door, 600 people or whatever it is at the border, asking for asylum. Some of them just sneaking across illegally. And we told them, you know, don't don't do it. Don't make it to the U.S. border. Just stay in Mexico or go back home. Nope, they didn't because they know it's we're not serious about it. Uh, At the Michigan rally, he also said it was time to come together as one nation under God. It's time to look past the old divisions, tired thinking, the stale debates of the past, and finally come together as one nation under God. One nation under God. We are one people with one home and one great American destiny. Remember what I said. They're looking at us all over the world. When Chancellor Merkel came in to see me, she said, congratulations, Mr. President. What you've done is incredible with your economy. When the president of France came in to see me, President Crone, wonderful guy, Emmanuel, we like shaking each other's hand. Now he's a great guy. And she's terrific. But you know what? She's for Germany. He's for France. I'm for the USA, okay? Does that make sense? 
Uh, he's tossing a lot of red meat to these people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. So Merkel and Macron both said he's doing an incredible job. Oh, and it's done. I mean, so you know that's true. Mm-hmm. You know he's doing an incredible job if Merkel and Macron said it. Uh, then, of course, a little off script, I think. And then he runs into just a teeny bit of trouble talking about the Paralympics. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Today, on behalf of the United States, I want to thank every Olympian and Paralympian. And that was just incredible. And what happened with the Paralympics was uh, so incredible and so what was it? What, what inspiring was incredible? to me. And I watched, it's a little tough to watch too much, but I watched as much as I could. It was oh really my. fantastic, and I want to thank you. <laughs> it's a little tough to watch too much. In quote. Uh, why? I don't know, man. Oh, boy. Uh, see, maybe we could do without that part of it. Especially, he's got a lot of Paralympians around him, right? Aren't, didn't he? Yes. 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 They were honoring the Paralympians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to watch you guys. Uh, <laughs> Would you care to elaborate, <laughs> Mr. President? Here's a good safety tip for this president, the last president, and mm. all future presidents. Because the last one was on, was it Carson or Leno? I guess Leno. Leno. <laughs> and, and said uh, that he bowled like a special Olympian. <laughs> Let's just maybe not go Seriously, there. What are these guys? I, I don't even know. How, I mean, how dumb can you be? Mm-hmm. Got to know better than that. You got to know that that's not. No, honey, that's that's not appropriate. Let's not go there. Let's not talk about the handy, capable or capable. whatever whatever the term is. Now we we don't need to say yeah, they're difficult to watch. Hmm. I don't. What is the term? I don't know because it was it used to be handicapped. Handicapped. Nope, can't. Then it was handy capable, and I think that's out too. Right? Yeah, I believe that became... Um, Differently abled? Is that what it I th- is? I think once they switched to handy capable, mm-hmm. I think five minutes later they realized, no, that sounds condescending. You think? <laughs> you think? And so then it became... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where we left it. D- it might be differently abled. I, I, I'm not sure, but we'll definitely look into that. Oh, it's I, important. I will. It is important. It's important to be to politically correct. We don't want to miss out on that. He also met with uh, youths aspiring to be journalists at the White House. And this is kind of interesting because here's what he said about journalism to these, uh, to these kids. They want to be reporters. Can you believe it? See if you can hurry up to replace them. <laughs> They're going to do a great job, I think, huh? to the reporters out there. What do you think? It's the future, right? Great profession. It's a fun guy. It's a fun guy. It's a great profession. You know, it's not fake news right now, apparently. It's it's a fun profession. It's a great profession. Uh And uh, at least to these kids, you just... And maybe that's the right way to go. Butter them up. Uh-huh. You know, the Republican president buttering them up. Maybe they'll remember that and try to play it a little more down the middle uh, when they become journalists. But I by the it. way, by the way, um, handicap mm-hmm. that comes from um, the phrase cap in hand. Like uh, when, back in the day when disabled people were forced to take to the streets with their cap in hand. Handicap.
Really? That's what I'm seeing. And it uh, that's interesting. Yeah. But uh this person says that um I would have huh. Th- this person says that um the word disability <clears throat> yeah. this person writing this is handicapped, by the way. Or some variation there. Capable. Yeah. So um they said that uh you know people call us, you know, people with disabilities. I still prefer the term handicapped. Oh. So this is this person. Okay. But we don't have an official verdict on it necessarily. No, I think it's just All right. you know, how about this one? How about you just treat everyone with respect? There you go. And not have mm-hmm. to label anyone. Right. And then we just all get along because we're just uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. treating each other like human beings. And and maybe just leave that last line uh, it was really tough to watch too much of it. <laughs> maybe just leave that last line out. Just keep that in your inside voice. Yeah, it's tough to watch too much Trump ad-libbing. Yeah, that is difficult sometimes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Uh, Wayne, who is the founder of Bomb Shot Lip Balm, developed uh, lip cancer because he got constant sunburns on his lip, and it got so severe that he actually had to have his bottom lip removed and replaced. Uh, so when you've been through that, uh, you don't have a lot of patience for lip balm products that wind up a gooey mess and don't do any good for you. At the end of the day, it's just, it all comes out of the tube and it's nasty in your pocket. It's, what a nightmare. Then your pockets don't have chapped lips at least, but it doesn't help <laughs> I'm not you. sure that helped you a lot. <laughs> so uh, Wayne came up with this product in a shotgun looking shell, which is really cool and will set off all the liberals around you. And it's a it's a fantastic product. It's great lip balm. It's in this handy case, and so it's not going to be a gooey mess in your pocket. In 2010, he finally developed this, and his wife kept saying to him, "Wayne, you should you should try to sell this." Well, seven years later, he listened to his wife, and it's in over 3,000 stores nationwide right now. And his product is 100% American made, right there in Boise, Idaho. All you have to do is go to balmshot.com. Use the promo code PAT. And for Blaze listeners, when you purchase a six-pack, that's six different varieties. You'll get an extra tube for free. So you buy six, you get seven, plus free shipping. You're going to love this stuff. My wife does. Keith does. It's balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Balmshot.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. And welcome. Seems to be a lot of uh, hand-holding by world leaders lately. You got uh, President Trump and Emmanuel Macron. You got uh, uh, Moon Jae-in with Kim Jong-un. It's just, a, it's just a beautiful world right now where everybody's getting along so beautifully. Mm. Uh, Friday, North and South Korea shook hands. Saturday, North and South Korea agreed to end the Korean War, which is not officially ended. In 60 years or whatever it's been. Uh, Sunday, Kim Jong-un 
said the largest nuke test site would be shut down in North Korea. Wow. Uh, That's progress, right? I I think so. Uh, And it's progress that has never been made up until now. This is historic right now, what's happening. And uh, President Trump is meeting, uh, let's see, today's April 30th. Okay, so tomorrow's the 1st of May. By the end of May... He's supposed to have a summit with Kim Jong-un. Yeah, they got to narrow it down to two sites, apparently. And uh, What hoping, are the two? Do you know? Uh, they're not saying publicly. Oh, they're not. At least I have not seen that. I always keep it, I keep hearing it referred to. In fact, that's what Trump said. Uh, over Probably the neutral site? Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I'd assume. Because certainly Trump's not going to North Korea. Oh, boy. No. And I really doubt Kim Jong-un is coming here. So I wonder if South Korea. I mean, they were holding hands, North Korea, South Korea. Mm, so. Maybe. But probably China? something like China or Japan or something. Europe? Yeah. Yeah, Oslo, who knows? Um, Anyway, uh, really on the verge of something historic and fantastic here. And it's something that the left, the mainstream media, isn't even talking about. No. This just doesn't fit their narrative. They don't want to hear about it. I mean, this has never happened before. And if this had happened... During Obama? Oh, yeah. Well, you, you might have a reason for him to have a Nobel Prize. No, the way they colored it this weekend was, all right, I mean, it looks like there's some progress being made, but uh, a healthy dose of skepticism is really needed mm. in this case with North Korea, which is, of course, accurate. Mm-hmm. But if this were Obama, it would oh. be, oh, my gosh, Obama got these guys together, totally earned that Nobel Peace Prize of his. No question. That's how it would be spun. No question. Uh... So, handled just a tad differently when it comes to Donald Trump. And you and I were talking late last week how this Trump, this was before the advances Saturday and Sunday in the story, Trump definitely needs to be considered for the Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, if this thing, especially mm-hmm. if it comes to fruition, right now it just looks great, but if this thing actually bears real fruit, I mean, how do you not close up the Nobel Peace Prize shop if it doesn't go to Donald Trump? And, you know, Dana Carvey was making that point on, on Conan over the weekend. And that the, the audience, they, they can't even begin to imagine no. Trump winning, being deserving of the Nobel Peace Prize consideration. No, they, can certainly, they can certainly understand it when it's Barack Obama and he's been in office for three days and all of a sudden he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner. He hasn't even done anything yet. He hasn't left the country. He hasn't signed a treaty. He hasn't gotten anybody together. In the last year and a half... Uh, with Donald Trump as president, look what's happened with North Korea. Mm-hmm. We went from the brink of warfare. I mean, people were really nervous that we were going to war with North Korea to being in an unprecedented place as far as peace is concerned with North Korea. I mean, I guess you fight fire with fire. Uh, you got one bully pushing around another bully. It's kind of interesting to see this new tack. And what, seems like it worked. What's happening? Uh, so, as Keith mentioned, uh, Dana Carvey was uh, talking about it, and uh, the audience was having nothing to do with it. Apparently. Is there a method to his madness? That's my question. Or is he just a loose cannon? Because he always says crazy, shit, and then he goes drives it back. Right, right. So, like, you know, they did they understand? Maybe Obama was too nice. You know, as far as the, the nuclear peninsula, we got to work together. And the people in the area, we're going to do things that people do when they do this long. And they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Then Trump comes out, fire and fury, okay? 
accidental? Maybe that got your attention. Fury. Fury and fire. I don't... I'm just doing kind of a William Shatner now. I don't know why. <laughs> Little rocket man. Tiny, fiery rocket man. Tiny. It's just no... You know, Trump was never... I mean, Obama's never going to say Little Rocket Man. Yeah, no, no, no. Little Rocket Man. <laughs> little, little rocket man. No. We call you little rocket man because you're short of stature and you fire projectiles into the air. <laughs> as far as Trump's concerned, look, if he solves the, you know, the thing in North Korea, denuke, 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 denuke. Right. If he gets Are them to we going to give him the Nobel Peace Prize? Oh, no, no, no. Well, I knew that would be... That's a showstopper in Hollywood, California. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd have to, right? And you'd be up there. I love, I love the Nobelians. I love. Them. <laughs> <laughs> but did you hear the audience just yeah. stunned silence? No, Whoa. no. Whoa. Give him credit for something? Hell no. no. I mean, everything oh. you just said was true, and we yeah. agreed with it all. But no, we're willing to laugh at you, clown. <laughs> but don't make a serious point in favor of uh, Donald Trump. Don't do it. Don't mm-hmm. even try to do it. He actually does one of the better. Barack Obama impersonations I've ever heard. Yep. Where was he all during the last eight years? I never saw him doing that. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a hard one to do. Mm-hmm. And he was right. The uh, Donald Trump sounded like a combination between Trump and <laughs> William Shatner. But and I think the deal is with uh, Dana Carvey. He's a little bit conservative, right? Isn't he? Generally considered. No, I don't think no? so. You don't think so? I don't. But I don't know. Don't, maybe don't crush my hopes. I mean, yeah, he's I mean, yeah, he's a, a guy is incredibly conservative. Absolutely, died in the wool, diehard mm-hmm. Republican kind of person. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Of course, these Republicans, you, you know, they're hideous. Uh, Joy Reid had activist Brandon Wolf on her show. And uh, she's obviously trying to make up for all of her anti-gay comments on her blog that, oh, by the way, that was hacked into. I I don't even know who (laughs) did that. I've got a lot of evidence, though. Okay, well, there's no evidence. But I I just can't remember even doing anything like that. I can't. That's just not me. Which is interesting because it's exactly her. If you look at all of her stuff about Charlie Crist... Uh, it's absolutely her. And now she claims, oh, that's just so foreign to me. I don't know who did it, but there's no evidence of anybody else doing it. But I sure can't believe I would have done that. And by the way, she knows she did it. Uh, pathetic. So anyway, she had Brandon Wolf on, and now all the blame goes to Mike Pence for some reason. Uh, listen to this. Pathetic. We have homophobic psychopaths running the United States government today. That's the reality. We have a secretary of state, as was mentioned, that believes that gay people are sinners based on who they are. If Mm -hmm. Mike Pence, God bless him, ended up in the White House sitting behind that desk in the Oval Office, he would have us all in concentration camps hoping to pray away the gay. That's what we're actually up against. No, no, it's not what you're actually up against. <laughs> I mean, that is absurd. That is asinine. If Mike Pence was president, he would send gay people to concentration camps? 
Okay. Really? You believe that? Seriously? Come on. I mean, if that was us making outrageous statements like that about somebody on the left, you'd be excoriated. Eh, he skates through it. It's, it's not a problem to say that if you're on the left or if you're gay. <laughs> Just come on. By the way, um, I got an article in front of me that, that uh, confirms about Dana Carvey being more conservative than liberal. Yeah, that's what I thought. So my bad on that. In fact, this, this mm-hmm. is a quote from 2014. What's happening, and this is Dana Carvey, what's happening during this time is that everyone's afraid of making fun of certain areas because you'll be given a name like a racist, and that's very twisted stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So. So. Sorry. There you go. All right. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So the migrant caravan arrived at the U.S. Mexico border. Oh, good. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Welcome to America, everyone. Uh, just a huge mass of humanity there shows up at the the rickety walls that exist. And they were waving American flags when they got here. Uh, no. Oh no. Oh no. Surprisingly, oh. they're they're waving Mexican flags and and Honduran flags and. Oh. Whatever, whatever the you know the flag of the country of their origin, which yeah, you, you feel really good about when they show up here. And plus, you probably can't get the American flag anywhere. No, no, uh-uh. it's probably difficult to find. I'm sure it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they got to the San Diego border, and uh, it reached capacity even before the caravan of Central American migrants. A statement yesterday from U.S. Customs and Border Protection says the nation's busiest border crossing can take in it can take in additional people as space and resources become available packed into five old school buses nearly 200 central americans uh, who have spent a month traveling in a caravan through mexico to the border with san diego plan to seek asylum the caravan got attention after president trump and members of his candidate uh, cabinet called it a threat to the us I mean, we, we don't know who these people are. We don't know that they need asylum. Usually, asylum is granted from countries that uh, are communist oppressive, oppressive regimes, that there is war going on, that there's ethnic cleansing. Officials had warned that San Diego's San Ysidro uh, crossing may not be able to take asylum seekers if it gets too many people there at once. The agency has said that the port can hold about 300 people temporarily. Uh, Asylum seekers are often just released to family in the U.S., but some, some don't have any, and so they seek sponsors. Supporters rallied on both sides of the border with a fence between them. Some climbed the 18-foot-high border wall separating San Diego and Tijuana to sit or wave signs, flags of their country of origin. 
under the watchful eyes of the uh, U.S. Border Patrol agents. And it's kind of interesting because you get a picture here of the Honduran flags being waved. You know, you would think. <laughs> you could tell me. Wouldn't just... you think? <laughs> I mean, is that supposed to ingratiate you to the American people? I mean, just like. Yeah, Honduras. Well, what the hell are you doing here then? Go back there. I mean, if you want to come what? here and just be cool. You know, like just lay low or, or you act like you like us. I mean, we, we're just asking them to act like they like us at this point. Yeah, they're not even waving Mexican flags. They're waving the flag of Honduras, the country they're supposedly seeking asylum from. <laughs> and yet, you're so in love with it that you're waving that flag? Mm-hmm. You would think you'd be so happy that you got to the, the place of freedom. An opportunity that you'd be waving an American flag now. But no. It is unbelievable to me how often this kind of stuff happens. And then we're expected to believe, no, they just love America. Yeah. They love it here. They love America. They love the opportunity. Coming to work. No, they don't. No, they don't love it here. They're coming here to take. To to take whatever it is they want. Uh sap the nectar out of us and then send it back to Honduras or Mexico or from wherever they come. I mean, that is unbelievable. Honduran flags are waved at the U.S.-Mexico border during a rally with members of a caravan of Central American asylum seekers and supporters. In Tijuana, Baja, California, or Baja, California, Norte, Mexico, a total of 400 migrants are seeking asylum in the U.S. reportedly to escape gang violence in their countries. Huh. Is gang violence enough to seek asylum? I mean, we've got gang violence here. Hmm. Can I seek asylum in Honduras or Mexico if I just walk across the border and say, hey, uh, I'm worried about uh, gang violence, so... I'm seeking asylum here. Well, we are, um, as a condition of employment, forced into intolerable conditions every day where we have to work in close proximity to one Jeff Fisher. Mm-hmm. Um, that might qualify. Seeking asylum from Jeffy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is possible. You could try it. That would probably work. Okay. Canada, we're uh, coming for you. But uh, Trump says the wall has started. It hasn't, though. But he, he's claiming the one <laughs> the $1.6 billion is a start. Okay, you've got partial funding of, I don't know, what is that build? Nine feet of fence? Oh, come on. A good 10. 10? 10. 10 feet of fence. Okay. What do you want to bet? It's about a billion dollars a mile. Um, and so that's $1.6 billion is not, is not going to build a lot of the wall. We come up again on September 28th. The president said, and if we don't get border security, we will have no choice. We will, we will close down the country because we need border security. Especially as you see 400 people getting to the border at the same time, waving Honduran flags. Madness. Seeking asylum here. <laughs> Do we even try to say, hey, uh, yeah, we... we we want to be like you. Hey, we, we appreciate you. Hey, thank you for uh, extending us a hand of, of friendship. No, they're waving Honduras flag, Honduran flags in our face. 
How do you begin to get your head around that? Why, why would a country want people from another country if they're, if they're just <laughs> waving the flag of the place they're supposedly running in fear of? I know. I just, I just I, ooh, uh, yeah. we're making sense. We're trying to make sense. Turn it around and, and wave an American flag as you're trying to cross a border into Honduras. Are they going to be happy about that? God, come on. Why is it we're the only people in the world that are expected to put up with this? Because we do. Yeah, because we do. It's exactly right. Because we have, we do, and we will. Because we get kicked in the teeth and we say, thank you, sir, may I have another. And they kick us in the teeth again and we say, thank you, may I have another. Just keep coming across the border. No problem at all. Just keep waving your flags. It's like when you when you live in Houston and 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 you see the uh, uh, situation there with illegal immigrants, and you're told all the time that they love America, they mm-hmm. just want to be Americans, they're just decent, hardworking Americans. Okay, and then they fly the Mexican flag in your face all the time. Car dealerships, uh, every rally or a that they attend. Soccer games where soccer games they are cheering more for the yeah Mexican team. Oh man, in Houston, if in Houston, if I the know. United States plays Mexico, forget it. That's a home game for Mexico. I know. <laughs> That's why when when the U.S. is trying to have home field advantage, they got to go to like Columbus, Ohio, and it's still hard there. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be anywhere near the border. <laughs> When the USA plays Mexico. Yeah. Why do we keep playing in Boise and in, in, in Lewiston, yeah. Maine? Why why are these games always up here? We should build a soccer stadium in Montana. Uh-huh. And you know, have it seat eighty thousand people and let's see. Let's see then if we could maybe have a home field advantage. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. The, their allegiance is not to us. And when you immigrate here, that's what we expect of you. At least that's what's always been expected in the past, is that you devote your allegiance now to us above all others, including the country you came from. Sorry, that's just the way it is. We expect something when you come here. And we don't even get that anymore. We don't even ask for that anymore. We don't ask that you speak the language. We don't ask that you have any loyalty. We don't ask what you're going to do here. We don't ask what you can do for us. None of that is important. Okay, just wave your Honduran flags in our face and uh, come on in. <laughs> That's great. That's wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, spend too much time trying to make sense of it. I know. It, it, we're, it just we're just insane. the dumbest people ever. Uh, and then when they get here, yes, they get everything they could possibly want to live a comfortable life. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh. Of course, uh, the president, as he's talking about uh, the wall, didn't specify the total cost of the project. He actually, during the campaign, started at about $4 billion. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Because he's a construction guy. He yep. can do this cheaper than yep. anybody else. <clears throat> it could be about $4 billion. Next time he talked about it, it's about $6 billion. And it was 8 And it's maybe $10, 12000000000 billion. And it's maybe $14, $16 billion. I think now it's around, I think they're talking about $20 billion. What happened to the, you know, he's a construction guy and he can do this for cheap. But don't, I, don't, I don't worry know. about it, man. He's, don't worry Mexico's going to pay for it. That's You're right. So, and then right. think about this. 
mm-hmm. only is Mexico going to pay for it, uh-huh. which is awesome in of itself. Oh, that's great. But then you're going to have to eat your underwear. Right, because he's going to build the whole thing. Whole thing. Or yeah. 90% of it. I just I didn't even make him build the whole thing. Just build, build it 90%. Wait a minute. And uh, when you do that and Mexico pays, okay, I'll eat yeah, my so that, that's part of it. Mexico yeah. has to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh uh-huh. boy. But you know all that's coming. Sure. Totally. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start googling underwear recipes right now. Yeah, I'd look really hard for those because <laughs> it's really spend a lot of time researching that. Really likely to happen. Okay. And here we're here we are talking about this <laughs> as we've got the caravan and the people sitting on top of our wall. Mm-hmm. Who have sneaked over the border, waving Honduran flags, and we're just supposed to be happy about it. He said over the weekend uh, when he was in Michigan, watch the caravan, watch how sad and terrible it is, including for those people and the crime that they inflict on themselves and that others inflict on them. It's a horrible, dangerous journey for them. And they come up because they know once they can get here, they can walk right into our country. Yep. Women and children are included in the migrants who say they're fleeing their homes in Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras due to death threats from gangs, the slaying of family members, or political persecution, according to their reports. Hmm. So, are death threats from gangs in these places any worse than anywhere else in the world? I tell you what. Maybe. Let's make progressives happy, and let's make the immigrants Feel like they're going back home and we'll resettle all of them in back Chicago. In Honduras. No, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> See, it's like, it's, uh-huh. it's like being back home and the progressives can welcome them with open arms to their yeah. progressive city. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Or, oh. you know, Massachusetts, maybe put them in Boston. Okay. Yeah. Right. It's nice this time of year. Is it really? It was, I yeah. didn't know there was a nice time of year for oh, yeah. Boston. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure. Hasn't reached full stench yet. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It'll get there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Joined now by Brad Staggs. Here to talk. I just tweeted about this. Uh, does does hair loss uh, cause hearing loss? And uh, you know, there's it's created a little bit of controversy. It actually is true. There there are hairs if you lose them. And I'm not talking about the hair loss on your head, but little hairs in your ear. Did you know that if you lose really? those little hairs in your ear, that you can go deaf? I'm sorry. Hmm. Exactly. See, of course, you know, if you have to sit around and listen to the news these days, that's kind of a decent option. If you think about it, you don't have to listen to it anymore. But a little bitty, they're called stereocilia in your ear. Some are auditory, which they they lend themselves to your hearing. And some are vestibular, which means they help you balance. Can I just tell you, Mm. if you are ever on Jeopardy Mm -hmm. and there is a category ear facts, Uh I mean, everybody should just drop down their little... (laughs) Buzzer and let Brad Stacks take the mm-hmm. wheel. Alex mm-hmm. Trebek calls me for advice <laughs> on on ear facts. Just just so you know. But the fact of the matter is, look, you can you can help yourself out, avoid loud noises, things like that. Don't do don't stick things in your ears. Mm-hmm. So that nasty hair that grows out of your ears. That's the no, that's on your outer ear, on the very inner ear. These okay. are they, they, they yeah no not <laughs> right. that not the stuff that's like you can braid coming yeah. out. Okay, that's totally different. <laughs> that's kind of gross. Totally yeah. different. All right, and yeah, that should be trimmed. The stuff way inside no that's the stuff you have to worry about they just look like tiny little hairs under a microscope what does this have to do with anything today well the bottom line is take care of your ears mm-hmm. and they'll take care of you Aww. even if michelle wolf doesn't if you go to uh, usewaxrx.com you can find the easy to use and refillable ear cleaning system which is just part of it's part of a, a, a 
a, a way to take care of yourself, to have like a spa day for yourself at home. Oh, nice. Ink, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. When you think of ear cleaning, think of soft and supple. Supple. Three simple steps. You have given yourself a little spa day for your ears. Use WaxRx.com and it's promo code radio for free standard shipping. Be good to yourself. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. 888-900-3393. Uh, and Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, man, are they working hard to tie Donald Trump to anything and anyone in Russia. A Russian mixed martial arts fighter who has connections with President Donald Trump, the president's uh, personal attorney, Michael Cohen, and Russian President Vladimir Putin was questioned this week by the FBI. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Really? Fedor Emelianenko Emelianenko was questioned by FBI agents who met him in his hotel room on Tuesday. According to his manager, Jerry Millen, that's, they talked to him before his MMA heavyweight fight against Frank Mir. Millen de- declined to uh, detail his client's conversations with the agents. He did say, though, the FBI came to the hotel looking to talk to Fedor, and they were very nice. Came in to speak with Fedor for a few minutes, spoke to me, very cool guys, and that's all I can really say about it. Again, the FBI did come to the hotel. They found us, knocked on the door. 100% kind of surprised, but... They were very nice, very professional. We heard that from Cohen, too, from Michael Cohen, which is interesting. Usually when the FBI investigates and turns your life upside down, you're, you're not as generous with the, with the praise. Yeah, great guys. <laughs> great guys are investigating me right now. <clears throat> so the agents were actually in attendance at the fight, too. Uh, Emelianenko... Uh, his 41-year-old fighter, MMA fighter, has been photographed with the Russian president. His connection with Donald Trump dates back to 2008 when he was signed by Affliction Entertainment, a fight league in which Trump had an ownership stake. Jeez, that is a stretch. <laughs> right. Good golly. So like 10 years ago, <clears throat> this guy belonged to a league mm-hmm. that Donald Trump had part ownership in. Trump announced a joint venture involving MMA and Emilio, Emilio Yanko yeah. at a news conference clear back on June 5th, 2008. Sounds like a smoking gun. Oh, doesn't it, though? <laughs> we finally nabbed this guy. <laughs> All his secrets are going through this MMA fighter mm-hmm. back to Vladimir Putin. Huh. Affliction ended up folding for financial reasons after... Two events, both headlined by this Russian fighter. Cohen was the league's chief operating officer. 
You know, so many of Trump's ventures I know. just go belly up like this. I mean, he, he tries something, and it doesn't work out. It goes out. He tries something else. It maybe doesn't work out. It's kind of like the USFL deal, deal that we, he was involved in. Oh, he in. killed that. Killed that. I mean, he wanted to go head to head with the NFL, and uh, not a good idea. No, it wasn't. And that, oh my gosh, that's why. That's probably why he was so adamant about this uh, kneeling, MMA. the kneeling mm-hmm. thing. You know, when he was always oh, yeah. calling out the NFL, he's still bitter about could losing very well head be. to head to them. Yeah, but don't you think that if this was definitely a pipeline of information to Vladimir Putin, Putin himself would have found a way to uh, make sure that this league was propped up. Keep it going, because yes. that's how I'm getting information from America. <laughs> so, but whatever. We can't let the Affliction Entertainment Group fold. Keep them going. Uh, but they didn't. No. Uh, two weeks ago, the FBI raided Cohen's New York offices, of course, the hotel room and his home. Uh, they were looking for information about an NDA agreement that he brokered with porn, porn star Stormy Daniels. Um who said, of course, she had an affair with Donald Trump. And then Stormy Daniels. Dang it, we missed it, Keith. What? She was in the DFW this weekend. Was she? She performed at some strip club in oh. Fort Worth. Oh, what? we Both Friday and Saturday nights. And ah, we missed it. You and I both had talked. Hey, let's not forget. Hey, let's oh. not forget. And then you know what happened? <laughs> you got all these kidney issues and we forgot. Because you and I were planning on going. That's exactly what to happened. both of them. And we went to neither. That's what we do. We go to Bucks Wild strip clubs so frequently. Bucks Wild. Bucks Wild. Wow. <laughs> so I know where Jeffy was this weekend. Get this. People lined up 10 hours in advance of her performance. That is unbelievable. Seriously? <laughs> Hope it was uh, worth it. One guy was interviewed who was waiting in line. Yeah, we want to see what made the president, President Donald Trump, pick her. Oh, come <laughs> okay. on. Okay. All righty. Wait. So anybody who paid the $40 cover charge oh. was able to check it out. And uh, Austin, who was also interviewed... In line. <laughs> Wait, I love it. Uh, we interviewed a young man named Austin. Austin. When we heard that she was coming, that they were actually getting her, everybody was really excited. It's going to be a big night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, it costs 40 bucks to get in. Can I tell you? I mean, men can be pretty pathetic at times because this is just... I mean, just invest it. your $40 with me. Yeah. I can... I, I No, please. That's... <laughs> Uh, so big weekend here, uh, in Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Um, some guys took advantage of it. Apparently they had a packed house. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what capacity is. Well, there. we just have to convince ourselves that we wouldn't have gotten in. Yeah. We would have stood yeah. out there. Cause I mean, you and I couldn't have gotten there 10 hours in advance. So, <laughs> I mean, Jeffy maybe could have held a spot in line for us. Maybe but, um, if they allowed that to happen. Let's just convince right. ourselves, Pat, so that we aren't living with this regret forever. Right, because, oh, that'd be hard. Nah, we wouldn't yeah, have been able to get in be, anyway, right? That would be, no, you wouldn't be able to get in. Okay, right. I mean, yeah, it's just, it was crowded. and Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really crushed that we didn't get to see Stormy Daniels appear in Fort Worth at Bucks Watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opportunity lost. Opportunity <laughs> right there. lost. Yep. Ooh. I mean, not, not attractive. Good golly. Mm. All right. 888 thirty three ninety three. 
still, though, there's this Russian connection now. They finally found something. MMA fighter, uh, whose name is, you know, whatever, Emilia Nenko. Emilia Nenko. And he actually won his fight over the weekend against Frank Mir. And Frank Mir is a pretty pretty good heavyweight uh, in the MMA. So Emilia Nenko must be, must be pretty good himself. So that's where Trump mm-hmm. is sending the information yeah. back to Putin through this guy. Yeah, in I the mean, MMA. I think let's get Comey on the hey, phone and see if we can. Let's get him. You know, update his book. They finally nailed him. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome at triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Parkland officials are investigating a teacher who allegedly called uh, pro-gun. I, I don't know that you can call Kyle Kashev a pro-gun student. He shot for the first time last week. He's pro Second Amendment. It's pro-Second Amendment. Yeah, but to say that in a headline, well, you've actually you know, said something of, of substance. Calling him a pro-gun student just makes it seem more or less uh, solid. But anyway, this uh, teacher apparently called him, compared him to Hitler in class. Officials at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School are investigating a history teacher who allegedly compared pro-gun student Kyle Kashev to Hitler during a recent class rant about him. Uh, History teacher Gregory Pittman, who's been active on Twitter following the massacre and has been outspoken in support, of course, of gun control allegedly compared Kashev to Adolf Hitler during a recent in-class rant where he claimed Kashev and his pro-Second Amendment views are dangerous. Isn't that something? Kyle Kashev is the opposite of Adolf Hitler, who confiscated the guns of Jews. Who took guns from the German people. In reality, this Gregory Pittman is closer to Hitler than Kyle Kashev. Pittman's comments came after an intense back and forth with him on Twitter. The exchange followed a recent trip Kashev made with his family to a local gun range. It was basically a hate fest. They were just saying mean things about Kyle. He talked about how he was right and how Kyle was making an ass of himself. He did say he was the Hitler type. I don't really know what that means exactly, but I think he was just being crazy. According to a junior who was in the class at the time. Kashev wasn't present there during, during the rant. He said, my grandfather was one of the only survivors of the Holocaust out of his entire family, and now a teacher is calling me the next Hitler because I have a different political view? Sad. 
That shows his uh, pro-Trump leading there. I thought that too. Sad exclamation mark. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, Broward County Public School spokesman Nadine Drew told Fox News district officials are looking into the incident. Mm. I hope they are. I mean... You you can say this about a kid in your in the school. That's okay. I, I mean, Laura Ingram said what about uh, David Hogg that he whined. She used the word whined and faced a boycott and faced all manner of criticism. But a teacher at the school where this kid. Uh, is being educated, can compare him to Hitler and be okay? (laughs) All right. School leaders take all matters involving students and staff seriously. They're aware of the allegations and are looking into the matter. However, Drew did not elaborate, nor did she explain what specific policies Pittman broke or if he will face disciplinary action for his comments. Uh, Pittman himself has not commented on the incident. I mean, that is despicable. If that's true, if he actually compared Kyle Cash of a 17-year-old kid who's pro-Second Amendment to Adolf Hitler, is you got to get him out of there. You can't have him around young minds. <laughs> yeah, still no update on mm. what the Broward County schools are going to do. Uh, Nadine Drew. They're not going to do anything. Still waiting to hear. Um, let me just make sure. Let me check her. Twitter uh, feed here. Nothing from... No. no I'll be update. stunned if they do anything uh, to this teacher because of it. I'd be stunned. Pleasantly stunned, but stunned nonetheless. Uh, 888-900-3393. Um, all right. Broward student has published uh, damning evidence proving Broward school officials neglected school safety. This kid apparently did some real investigation into where money was going. Uh, His name is Kenneth Preston, and he discovered that in 2014, an $800 million bond was allocated to Broward County Public Schools with more than $100 million earmarked directly for school safety. Back in 2014, $100 million allocated for school safety. But many of the planned safety upgrades to county schools were delayed due to concerns over costs. Wait. Sorry, I thought you allocated $100 million to it. What are you doing? What, what do you mean? Uh. One of the delayed projects was an improvement to uh, MSD's fire system that allows a delay to determine if there's an actual fire before the alarm triggers. If that improvement had been made, seeing that the murderer pulled the fire alarm, students' lives could have been saved because they wouldn't have left their classrooms because there was no actual fire. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy. In all, Preston discovered that only $5.5 million, or about 5% of it, was allocated for school safety that's actually been spent on school safety. But that's not all. Preston learned that Obama-era school behavioral programs like the Promise Program and the Behavior Intervention Program led troubled students like the massacre's perpetrator to escape punishment. After weeks of research, searching through thousands of pages of government documents and speaking with dozens of officials, I've come to the conclusion that Superintendent Runcie 
and members of the school board have failed at their essential role in keeping our students safe, whether that's because of incompetence or the incentive of federal dollars is for you to decide. Nice. Ultimately, no matter what laws are passed, the extent or how frequent these shootings become, if the people who were complicit in facilitating an environment in which something like this could occur don't face consequences, then there is no justice. How did Broward County Schools react? Superintendent Robert Runcie called uh, his meticulously sourced investigation, so he sourced everything, called it fake news. Okay. Perfect. I hate this fake news thing. This fake news thing is driving me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. 888 Also over the weekend, uh, Alfie Evans died. So um, the state-sponsored murder in the UK continues. And nobody, you know, we talked about this with Glenn for a few minutes uh, earlier on his show. Uh, nobody has given me any kind of, and I've certainly never seen an explanation of <clears throat> why Great Britain acts this way. Why the hospital doesn't just say, okay, we can't do anything for him. But if you want to take him, go ahead. Why? What is in it for them to keep the baby there and allow the baby to starve to death? What? They just stop treating him, stop feeding him, and eventually they die. Yep. Why would you do that? The closest I could get to an answer this weekend from people on Twitter was, it's in the best interest of the child. According to whom? And are you kidding me? It's in the best interest to let him to starve to death? So, so taking That's away the parental unreal. rights of Alfie's mother mm-hmm. and father, mm-hmm. who want to take him... To another country where he will be treated. And they'll try. I mean, give them a sliver of hope here. No, no, no. It's better just to let him starve to death. That's in the best interest of the yeah. child. How, how is that possibly in a person's best interest to let anyone starve to death? Like, that's a good way to go? You're not even talking about euthanizing the, the poor kid. You're, you know, I mean, starving to death is painful and uh, a despicable way to force a baby to die. You mean that's in his best interest? You try starving to death. See if that's in your best interest. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Uh, Jeremy in Oklahoma. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, how you doing? Uh, this Good. is Jeremy. Uh, yeah, I listen to your show quite frequently, just about every day. I try to, I try to run through you guys' show and I hear this, you know, me and my wife's been praying for that little baby, man, to keep fighting and try to do, you know, what we can over here. Mm -hmm. Uh, you guys keep saying that it doesn't happen over here and it doesn't happen in the spotlight, but it happens quite frequently in the medical, uh, you know, the in-home living facilities. Uh, that was an employee with, uh, uh, a company that had mentally disabled uh, MHMR uh, patients, uh, some are high high maintenance, and these gentlemen in one particular house was uh, wheelchair bound, uh, and one became a choking hazard within you know six months. It was apparent that he couldn't swallow correctly, uh, so our orders were to puree all of his food. Uh, maintain, you know, choking hazards, maintain water has, you know, choking hazards on water, which, you know, 
it just took a lot of patience and it took time. You had to slow down. And unfortunately, that kind of industry, that kind of job, they didn't pay very well. So a lot of the people didn't have, uh, first of all, the the proper education. Mm -hmm. And so when he did become a choking hazard, his father... uh, from choking, he got pneumonia, he got sick. Uh, we got rid of the pneumonia, but then he was having trouble swallowing even more. So they literally told us, stop feeding him, uh, stop giving him water, uh, use a, a damp sponge to keep his lips moist. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave us a topical that was heavily uh, mixed with uh, a, a numbing agent with morphine he had an iv drip uh the in-house nurse the rn would come in uh monitor his heart rate to see how quickly literally how quickly he was starving to death and based on uh some of the side effects of starving to death and losing water he was dehydrated uh he he went almost a week and a half before i i just couldn't do it it was a decision with me and my wife to go ahead and quit the job uh but that's happening every day and the problem is Mm-hmm. It's it's a low-paying job, and a lot mm-hmm. of people were scared to speak up. But we were literally told to starve this guy. Uh, oh, he was in his, his mid-40s, um, and there was another gentleman I worked with. And we almost wanted to go against doctor's orders, even though it would have been an assault charge. We would have been charged with an assault. Um, the caretakers and his father and uh, the company said we'd be immediately removed from the house. We would be charged with assault. And I, I just, I couldn't sit there and watch him. And shortly, you know, a few hours actually that night, my shift was over. Uh, he passed away about midnight, and it, you know, for days I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even talk, man. And this is kind of just, you know, being able to speak out about that. You know, who do you talk to? You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, even sharing my experience, it's kind of redemption from, I guess, my spirit. You know, was his, uh, was his family on board with that? With the, with starting? Now, see, this, this is where all the the fighting came in. His mother was not. His mother was absolutely against it. Uh, unfortunately, she wasn't high income. His his father was. Lots of money. Um, so she really didn't have a leg to stand on to go against him. Uh, his dad was paying for the facility. His dad was paying for the caretaking. Uh, his dad was paying for the RN to be there. Uh, so, I mean... How old was he? Needed- what, was his init- <laughs> what was his problem initially? It, the list is way too long. So, oh. Serial bolt. Oh, so, uh, he, he was bound to a wheelchair. He had massive spinal uh, curvature of the spinal. He couldn't talk. He was actually really loud. And a lot of the, the facilitators didn't like working with him because he was just, you know, as they put it, annoying. But I, I enjoyed it. It was the best nine hours, you know, every day of, you know, my week. I mean, yeah. you know, if he was making noise, it meant he was kicking, you know. And uh, mm. just, just to say, okay, well, you're a nuisance to everybody. You can't chew. You, you, you know, you can't communicate that you're suffering. We're just going to starve you. I mean, it, and some of the medications, we had to wear double gloves uh, so there was no contact with our skin. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, I'm kind of infatuated with ingredients, and that's what it was. It was topical uh, morphine. Uh, you know, it's just like, so they're keeping this kid sedated to the point. Well, he wasn't a kid. He was a grown-up. But and how mentally, old was he? How old? He was, he was 46. I mean, Still. he was an adult. But, wow. Jeez. I mean, he's mentally disabled. He's yeah. wheelchair-bound. He, he can't move, you know. Mm. Um, but my exciting was just, just for a glimpse, just for a glimpse of, you know, 
pleasure, you know, a laugh, a smile, you know. Uh, he got excited on certain foods, man. Mm. Pancakes, man. If you ground up some pancakes, he was, you know, he'd move around, you know. It, how can you say that was a choking hazard? But it happens every day. Yeah. Uh, and the problem being is, is there's, it's, it's almost saying, well, they're already set for death. You know, it's not right. fair. It's, right. not, it's fair. not fair. It's not fair. You're playing and, God. Uh, appreciate and, it. Thanks, Jeremy. I, you know, it's, I mean, it's like Terry Schiavo, too. How long did we fight the Terry Schiavo fight? It had to be a couple of years. Uh, and she was starved to death in the end, too. Um, her parents didn't want her to be starved to death. Her husband did. And he won in the end. And she was. And we've had several people in vegetative states that have come out of it. And have lived, you know, decent lives afterwards. You just, you, you don't, you never know. No. And can you never imagine know. being locked in there? Oh, good gosh. And experiencing that. And, and I'm so sick <clears throat> and tired of this hollow refrain from those on the left who constantly say, if it just saves one life, but right. they don't apply it. No, when it they they apply it when it's theoretical, mm-hmm. but when there's an actual flesh and blood in front of them, no, yeah, not then. No, thank you. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, this is a company Glenn and Tanya started after they had a really bad experience uh, with their house in Connecticut. It was during a really downtime in the market in Connecticut, and um, I, I don't know the homes were overvalued by about. 900 to 1 or something. I don't, I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. That's pretty close. Yeah, it was pretty close. <laughs> and they lost a lot of money, and it took a couple of years, and it was just an agonizing experience, and their realtor was no good. So they decided to put together a network of agents, and they found 1,200 across the country that are rigorously qualified based on their experience, their marketing plans, what kind of character do they have, and what kind of results uh, do they get for their clients? Really important stuff. And another little aspect that's, I think, really important is they're fans of the show. So they have a lot in common with you. And generally speaking, the same principles and values you do. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously you want to get the most money out of it. And you want to sell it fast. You don't want it there a year from now. Because then it's just like everybody looks at it and says, what's wrong with this house? It's been here for a year. You don't want that. So go to Real Estate Agents I Trust. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and did Pat unleashed on Twitter from conservative in Connecticut, uh, referencing what Donald Trump said about the watching the Paralympics. It's a little difficult to watch too much. Might have been because he's busy. Good grief! A little credit. Mm. I didn't get that impression. That that's what I'm saying. But maybe, maybe it's okay. a little. It's a little. Did you see the clip? Um, a little. 
difficult to watch too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mercenary Grip says if they're flying the flag of their home countries, they can't, they can't be so bad off that they need asylum. That's my point exactly. Uh, helpful, aggressive slug. What refugee thinks to pack a national flag of their home nation? <laughs> and which one? And what one wants to if they're fighting for their lives in their home country? If they've been threatened with death in their home country. Yeah, I'm definitely grabbing the home country flag on the way out the door. So I can wave it when I get to America, my new home, new land of opportunity and freedom and safety. Wait. So I can wave it in their face and say, hey, yeah, I love the country that I just got driven out of. And how many thousands of miles have they trekked and they're carrying that the whole way? You didn't need it as shelter at some point? I mean. Bizarre. Come on. Old Uncle Moron. Hmm. Huh. Says illegals waving foreign flags at our border sounds more like an invasion than people seeking asylum. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But that is so insensitive oh. to say, to notice. <laughs> How dare you? These people are fearing for their lives. They're, they're so distraught <laughs> about their country of origin that all they can do when they climb to the top of the wall and and cross our border illegally is is to wave the flag of their country of origin. Yeah, see, I don't... And a really big one, too. Really wait, big. Wait, you're, you're on the fence, literally on the fence. Mm-hmm. Don't you want to get your feet planted on the other side as soon as possible? But they're up there posing for photo ops, waving that flag from their home country. I will never forget Insane. the... Uh, Illegal alien rallies in 2006 when this really came to a head yep. 12 years ago mm-hmm. and Bush was kind of on the side of the illegals and he was kind of pushing for comprehensive <laughs> immigration reform because <laughs> uh, uh, with all these people here uh, uh, in the shadows, it's not uh, uh, good. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, so we got to bring them out of the shadows into the sunlight. Anyway... <laughs> There were rallies every weekend. Yeah. And... Uh, si se puede. Si se puede stuff in your face all the time. But not only that, Mexican flags in your face all the time. They would they would come to these rallies. They would claim to be here all about America. We love this country. We just love this land of opportunity. We're all about the United States. While you're waving Mexican flags? I, what do you... What? So that was just starting to steal the people of Houston and elsewhere against them and, and help, you know, sort of solidify the thought process that they don't like it here. They don't like America. They're just using America. So what happened? The left got with them. Uh, SEIU, for one. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, you know what might be better? Let's rebrand this. Let's rebrand this a little bit. Let's not wave the Mexican flags as much. And just, we'll we'll wave some American flags. Pretend like you like it here. Pretend like you love America. Okay. Then we can say, hey, they just love America and they're good, hard, hardworking, decent Americans. Yeah. I I, I, were undocumented. (laughs) I I can see the meetings right now. 
Hey, listen, here's hey, the listen. thing. We know you love your country. No, no, like Americans, let me tell you how it uh, works. They're here. so hateful. No one's going to read the issues. They're going to, mm-hmm. no one's going to do the research. They're going to mm-hmm. see a picture on the front page of a paper or a news website. Yeah. And they're going to see that Mexican flag and it's going to rub them the wrong way. But if they just it's glance gonna, at them. But it's going to rub them the wrong way, let's not forget, because they're hateful. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. They're hateful. Yeah, we are racist. And in racist. By yeah. birth. Yeah. Like, that's our birth. So right. just play their game. Look, just play their they game. just need to see a picture of you, know? you waving American flag. So when they go to the water cooler with their friends on the weekend <laughs> say, hey, what about this crazy immigrant stuff? Yeah, but look, they're look, waving they're American, American flags. Flag. They, they want to be here. They love us. They love it here. They, they just love America. They be like us. Right. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, well, yeah, they got American flags. Just last week, they were waving Mexican flags. <laughs> yeah, but now they love us. Okay. Well, that lasted a couple weeks, and they were back to Mexican flags. <laughs> I, I, I mean... So don't come to me telling me how much they love it here and yeah. they just want to be Americans and they they just want to take, you know, th- their essence and add it to ours because they don't. That's not why they're here. They're here to take. <laughs> I just, it drives me out of my mind. And they show us that with the flag situation. It's not like we're guessing at this. It's not like, well, you don't have any evidence. Yeah, they're waving Honduran flags when they're supposed to be here seeking asylum from, I don't know, Honduras. <laughs> what do you... Ay, ay, ay. They're getting some bad advice, man. Or nobody's giving them advice. I, I don't know which. 888 I got some bad advice from somebody who said, hey, you know, what might be a good thing is... Have Jeffy on once a day and have him chew the fat with you for a while. (laughs) So he'll be here next. (laughs) Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. Ah, time to chew the fats. Uh, Jeffy, before we get to your stuff, and maybe you have this in your stuff, uh, there was a yes, story of Stormy a... wasn't that bad. Uh, okay. You know, she was okay. You guys, were, were, you guys were concerned about the $40 cover charge. Let me tell you, that's not where they get you. Where uh, they the get cover you? charge is <laughs> menial. Uh-huh. It's the cost of everything else. What else? In those clubs, what man. Else you oh, you can't get for? a. Everybody wants a tip. Everybody, you got to pay for the drinks. They're outrageous. I mean, so it's, for the whole evening, you're into it. What? At least a couple hundred. You're lucky to get out of there. You're All lucky right. to get out of there under a couple hundred. Was it worth it? Was it worth it, Jeffy? Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. stormy. You know, <laughs> she was. You know, I mean, it was good enough for Don. It's good enough uh, for me. Oh man. And she lives here in the Metroplex, so I'm 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 good to go with her. I'm going to support, really? a, support a fellow Dallas, Texas. I didn't know that. Is she from the yeah, Metroplex? Well, she lives in uh, west of Texas, in Fournay or whatever it is. So west of Fort Worth? You're west of da- Dallas, yeah. Dallas, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Not west of Texas. So, well, how you west? so the address, though, is saved in your phone, for quick reference, on the weekends? Okay, so, oh, yes, of okay. course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Making sure. laughs> 
I can't believe like people lined up ten. I know hours. And unfortunately, I bought my tickets ahead of time. I'm not waiting. So you weren't you weren't worried. Okay, get those on Fandango. Where do you go to get those ahead of time? Call the club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Actually, I was going to bring up this Cleveland radio host. You know, it's one of those wacky radio stunts. Hey, hey I'll tell you something. Uh, by the way, traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes. Uh, I'll tell you something, though. If, uh, time forgot. If the Browns uh, select uh, oh, Baker Mayfield in the first round with their first pick, yes. I'll eat horse poop. <laughs> that was But his, his original threat wasn't horse, I don't think. Uh, if I remember the right, pick? the original threat wasn't horse, and they changed that to horse just because. What well, was it before? Uh, regular. Ooh, wow. Uh, well, it's. But I'm just saying, be, either way. Either way, it's pretty bad. And, and there you says, go. He says he's going to do it. He, yeah. They picked him first overall, of course. Yeah, no. Baker Mayfield. So Good stuff. He says he's actually going to follow up. You have to, right? I mean, you have I, to. I guess so. I mean, I would, uh, if I were you, Pat, and mm-hmm. I just tell you, you know, I was leaving my neighborhood this morning thinking of you since I saw a Beto sign uh, <laughs> as I'm pulling out of the neighborhood. Uh-huh. Uh, there's one in He's my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. And, what does uh, it matter with those I don't people? Beto O'Rourke. I don't know. You might want to go knock on their door and ask them. Yeah, one of these mornings I was going to accidentally me. just swerve up the curb and knock over Seriously, the take sign. take a picture. I think that might be the only location in the <laughs> state of Texas that's the only one I've seen. It's the only one I've seen. But it's there. And uh, I was thinking that, uh, you know, you might want to, mm-hmm. I don't know, my wife will help you out with some directions on how to boil underwear, get it get it chewy. <laughs> Beto O'Rourke is not going to be <laughs> Ted Cruz. And I will stick to my eating my underwear <laughs> challenge. Do you want to come up with like a bonus bet of um, no. the percentage? No, I there's do no, not. <laughs> no, no, don't I go don't. any farther because it's the, it's the loss. <laughs> right. It's the loss that counts. Yep. And one sign in uh, the neighborhood I live in is probably going to be about as much as that percentage is going to be for Beto at the end. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so apparently this guy said, this Cleveland radio so, host, I, yeah. said he had somebody on the inside uh, of the Browns administration. Yeah, somebody that wants to see him eat horse poop. Uh, apparently, because they all said, this guy he had on the inside is like, no way we're we're drafting Baker Mayfield, number one. No way. Uh, it's either uh, Sam Darnold or Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. It was neither. Right. And it was Baker Mayfield. It's probably like the, you know, the defensive back coach or the, you know, the, <laughs> one of the running back coaches where they thought they were on the inside, but the general manager and the owner are like, no, <clears throat> we're going with Baker. We need a nameplate. Yeah. But that's a tough bet, man. Tough. That's that a sure hard is one, tough. And so, that's, I mean, that's tough to swallow all the way around. Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, oh, good luck. So, good luck, wacky keep, radio guy. Yeah. Keep now, an eye on that. You got to eat it, though, right? I mean, you pretty much, uh, I don't know how you get the out of that. Credibility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you, you pretty much, I mean, you got to, I don't know how you I get guess out you could of it. You bake it into a muffin or something or uh, mm. bake it into a. You know, just a little bit of it into a brownie. I don't know. Ick. I don't know, but ick is right. Oof. I mean, I've cleaned out horse stalls before oh. in my day. No, thank you. No, uh, thank you. That and, is something uh, I would not do. So What's that? Eat horse poop. Oh, I, wouldn't. I thought clean out horse stalls. No, but. Or that. I wouldn't do that either. So. <laughs> but I am not eating what I was cleaning out of the horse stalls. No way. 
Wow. No way. I know. That's a tough bet, man. That's tough. Good luck to him. It'll be fascinating. I hope they uh, hope they stream it. Anybody from it Missouri get drafted? Yeah, a couple. Uh, couple late. Jamon Moore. I think he's going to Green Bay, actually. Oh, okay. I think Jamon's going to Green Bay. That's a good fit what, for him. He's a uh, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Oh, yeah. they need wide receivers. Yeah. He's yeah. really good. See my boy uh, Fred Warner went in the third round. <laughs> Your boy. <laughs> the 49ers. Yeah. Hmm. Round three, 49ers. I know, that's good. Good for every- him. Ahead of everybody from Utah, where they have the cry closet set up for these snowflakes who can't handle the pressure of finals week. Oh, I thought that was BYU. No, that was the University was it of Utah? Utah. Yeah. Oh, I must have read the story one. Yeah, you must have. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a little couple of death warrants. Uh, don't forget, uh, just an anniversary. Hitler died 73 years ago today. Just Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, really. Thank you, my friend. Come on now. <laughs> Thank Actually, you. with every passing year, that looks less like it. sure does. Yep. And every year we find, I mean, we, they, we, they just found another sub that they're claiming was one of the Nazi subs still intact yeah. that was heading uh, the other direction, though. But a few months ago, we found that one off of the uh, uh, South America's coast Yeah, that they were supposed to all shipped in. Right. So, I mean, it very much could be alive. I mean, it could have been alive until... Who knows when? Right. Well, the but what's his face? He's probably the, not alive now. Right. The other guy, uh, what's his face? That uh, Admiral uh, Donuts. Right. He was the guy that Admiral uh, Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> no his name. D o e n i t z. Donuts. In fact, he, I believe he is the founder of Donuts. Okay. Uh, he was the one that uh, I, I found that when they said Hitler was dead, when they reported that Hitler was dead, he was the one that said the fight will go on. He took over the Reich. Mm-hmm. And uh, how'd that work out? I thought Hitler was uh, not uh, too well. Not well. I thought Hitler was going by a different name and was posing as a student at a high school in Florida. We learned earlier in the program. I thought Kyle Kashov is oh, what he's yeah. going oh. by now, the teacher, <laughs> referring to him. Come on, man! If that's so true, ridiculous. I know. If that's true, that teacher has to be fired. Has to be. Has to be fired. Come on, man! And there's a whole. We're classroom sending teachers home of... in other states with a "Pray Hard" T-shirt on because right. we don't want to offend anybody, and this guy that, can call a kid a Nazi. Laura Ingram can say that David Hogg whined, and right. you can take away all her sponsors and try to drum her out of her business. Come on, man! Come on! Agonizing. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, we also got reports that uh, the tree that uh, the Trumps and the Macaroons planted uh, went missing. It was a big hoopla this weekend. All of They're a sudden, it went missing. Are you talking about Macron? No, the Macrons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the head of France. Uh-huh. That's the family, right? Uh, Macron. That's what I said, the Macrons. Okay. The, uh, mm-hmm. the tree that they planted made such a big deal out that went missing. Yeah. Photographs, everybody was wondering what happened. It's, uh, <clears throat> it has to be uh, quarantined. Right. So sad. Well, they might have some Frenchy French disease. Yeah, French. We can't have that here. Yeah, they might actually have the, have the Frenchy <laughs> French disease of some bug. This, uh... <laughs> so they planted it. Uh-huh. Everything was wrapped in plastic except for, obviously, what was above ground. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as, uh, as soon as the press went away, dug it out, put it back into quarantine. <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> We're not going anywhere until we find out that the old Frenchy French bugs aren't showing up. Well, that makes sense, too. Uh, it's it does kind of make sense. Yeah. I know, but oh, it's kind of... We've got enough diseases here for killing our trees. Have you ever driven through forests in Montana? Holy cow. Really? Good gosh. I don't know. Some bug that just Devastate. devastates entire forests full of trees. That's a Frenchy French bug. I don't know if it is. It's some kind of bug that just it eats its way all the way up the tree. And, and I mean, not just a few trees. Every tree Thousands. in the forest for, yeah. for miles and miles wow. and miles. 
It was I mean, that's really why bad we have a to few have, years That's ago. why we have to have the quarantines, yes. man, because they bring them in. Yep. We we, already, they're already concerned about, uh, no joke, about they were talking in the story about the Frenchy French bug uh, starting to decimate some of Europe oh. as, it, as it started to move on yeah, with these trees. So Don't need that. No, we do not. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, tell you what, let's plant another one. Yeah. We don't know. Yep, that's the tree we planted. Yeah. We'll plant an American oak or something. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Nobody will know the difference. Yeah, that's that's like, really dangerous. Macron's going to come back and check every year. <laughs> Where is my tree? What have you done with my tree? Uh, Trump will go, I got eaten by bugs. Let me shake your hand. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and another, uh, speaking of uh, Trump, uh, not only was he, uh, what, what he's so good at, uh, it's a little tough to watch. I heard you joking around about the Paralympics. So good. That's the Donald Trump we love. That's the one we love. That is the President Donald Trump that we love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was telling you that he watched it and he liked to watch it and it was enjoyable to him, but, you know, it's tough to watch too much of it. Oh, man. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. It makes you kind of understand why a California woman is selling her home, but her one stipulation is uh, no Trump supporters can buy it. Good luck. Hey, if you're in that good of shape. Or uh, I know. Well, she's in such good shape that she wants eliminate to eliminate re- half the market. She's in such good shape that she wants to re- remain anonymous. Okay. Oh, see, uh-huh. she's in that uh-huh. good of shape. Uh-huh. So that's how good of shape she's in. Yeah. Saying that she doesn't want a Trump supporter. Come on. If you're going to do that, butch up. Right. Let's fa- face the music. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, and we also got news this weekend that airlines uh, have a huge problem with passengers stealing items, uh, blankets and pillows from their airlines. Apparently, the high-end first-class travelers uh, love taking the uh, new high-end pillows and blankets that they're getting. Uh, they're putting uh, luxury pillows, blankets on uh, American Airlines and British Airlines. Upscale classes with bedding from Saks Fifth Avenue, Casper and White Company. Mm. Yeah, people are walking off with them. So, <laughs> Jeffy, quick question: People are walking off with them. I, I find okay. that hard to believe. Yeah, people I mean, can you think off of with stuff? Anything else that see, an airline might provide you might walk off problem. of a plane with? But see, that's the problem. That's why I was saying when mm. when I and and first of all, I know you're alluding to the fact that uh, I borrowed mm. a seatbelt extender. Uh, present um, tense would be ing at the end of borrow. So you're, you're currently borrowing? I just haven't returned it yet. Yeah, so you're you still in the is. act of borrowing it. I will. Yeah. You do know where it is? I think so, yeah. Probably keeps it in this carry-on I bag. always kept it in my one travel bag. And, and as long as I loaned it to, uh, I talked about this last week, I loaned it to Chris Childs. He was going on a trip once, and I loaned it to him. And then he used to work here, remember, Chris? Right, yeah. And uh-huh. then I think if he gave it back to me, it's in my carry-on bag, because that's where it goes. So you, I mean, you don't need that anymore, no. right? No, I don't. Okay, and uh, it's but I, I there just, was a time when you yes actually it came in handy and it was embarrassing asking all the time. I bet and it's what, one of I'll the bet. worst parts is not so much that you know I look I got it I was eight hundred pounds I got it I, you know I need the extender but it's like uh, you're coming you know and you're walking into the airline and you're like hey how you doing they're greeting you and everything and you go hey uh, you know I wonder if you could you know hook me up with a seatbelt extender I don't know I think we've gone the last seatbelt extender out. <laughs> Uh, hey, Marge! I know you we need a seatbelt extender. And, and you get on the little microphone. Uh, passengers, anybody can spare a seatbelt extender. You, we you, got one Jeff Fisher here if, who needs it. If you're sitting down and you found a seatbelt extender on your seat and you don't find the need for it, could you pass it up? Uh, we got a real fat guy up here and he needs a seatbelt extender. If uh, anybody can spare one or two. We might need two extenders, actually, so for that, this person. That's when I decided that, you know, they don't ask. 
Yeah. To return it. See, that's the problem that they should have with this. You know, they say now in there at the end that uh, they tell them in their little speech, hey, you know, please give back the stuff that yeah. we're loaning to you on the way mm-hmm. out. Don't walk off with it. But really, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that the, not they're not, you know, airline attendants, the flight attendants, the mm-hmm. stewardesses, mm-hmm. the babes, the dolls. Oh, wow. Uh, I oh, find wow. it hard to believe that they can't keep a little track. I know. Yeah, you know, maybe. Well, I I find it hard to believe that these are high end Saks Fifth Avenue pillows. They're I've using never them in the first that. class. I know. Have you? Is that, uh, that no. must be a new, yes, really is. new, new thing? Yes, because I've never seen no. a high class pillow from an airline. Any first class? No, I mean the best, coach nowhere. Best first class mm-hmm. I've seen is the the you know the little carry on case that they give you with the sleep the eye protectors to sleep and uh, yeah. maybe some hand cream and slippers, maybe something like mm-hmm. that. But I never got any mattresses or high-end blankets wow. or pillows. No. No. Quick question. Um, do you fly Southwest Airlines, Jeffy? Just out of curiosity. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. Just, I just wondered if maybe uh, you find that the last seat, because you get to pick your own seat on the flight, right? Is the last seat taken the one that's right next to you when people are boarding? I'm just wondering. Why? I just wondered if that was just a kind of a recurring thing. I don't understand. How would he know I'm Keith if, if he's the last person uh, mm-hmm. chosen to sit by? Because you're looking around, you see, oh boy, all uh, the seats are taken. I There's don't have a left. problem with that. If you're referring to <laughs> right. somebody not wanting to sit <laughs> next to me, great. I have no problem with that. Me too. Uh, I say sit big. I used to do that on the trains. Men spread, baby. I used to do that on the trains all the time. Sit big, man. You want people to look at you and think, oh, we can't sit next to him and keep moving. No, that's true. Uh, Very true. Absolutely. Um, I, I found that on the bus. Yes. You know? Man, I, I'm a firm believer of not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to man spread like they talk about, but, but you, have to, you have to I like sit that. big. Yeah, I like that. Man, you got to sit so people just keep walking. <laughs> 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 a couple of world records uh, for you before we, uh, you know, a little time. I got uh, the uh, world record of uh, uh, the oldest spider on the planet. Oh, come on. We don't need to see this. Dead. How do they know Thank it's the oldest spider God. on the planet? They've been tracking it. It was forty-three. Pretty close. Pretty close. Oh, they have. Have, have they've they, tagged every spider. Every, every single spider. <laughs> every on spider. Has been tagged. Yeah, every okay. spider on the planet has been tagged. All right. And this particular spider, you see it on the screen now. If you're watching Blaze oh, Television. Uh, oh wow! <clears throat> uh, it's a ripe old age of a forty-three. It was uh, in Australia. It's our normal lifespan. Do you know? These are usually about twenty. They last, really? Yeah, they lived about twenty years old. Double their lifespan. That's yeah. Pretty good. Wow. Uh, the other the. Previous record hold, a 28-year-old tarantula in Mexico. What do you do to uh, figure out its age, cut it in half, and count its rings? What do you do? No, I mean, you ask it when it was born, duh. Okay. I mean, what, they're, they're scientists. You look for its birth certificate. What I, what find I like, out it's from Kenya. And thank you. You're pissed. Thank you. What I like, uh, it, this one didn't actually die of old age either. It got stung by a wasp. Uh, the 43 Yeah, one. got stung by a wasp, Good. and then that killed it. Thank so it could have lived longer. Wasp. Appreciate that. Yeah, now look, these those particular spiders, the uh uh trapdoor matriarch, the trapdoor spider, mm-hmm. they uh they're not a major threat to humans, although their bite can cause pain and swelling. Oh boy. I know. Listen, the study also the study that they're doing now on the ages of spiders, Pat, and you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Uh gonna give us a better understanding of how future stresses of climate change and Deforestation oh, could impact the, <laughs> could impact the species. Uh, can we stop? So, I mean, that's good, right? I mean, Man, we've got wait, that going please, for us. Stop. And uh, but the best world record hold 
uh, this past month was the uh, 1,149-pound cinnamon roll. The Gourmet Bakery is now the Guinness Book of World wow. Records. Uh, creating the largest cinnamon bun, yeah. 1,149 pounds. Now, oh. it's more than double, right? I mean, or, or a little under, almost double. The previously held record was 609 pounds. Wow. So they bunched up big time on this one. How long did it take you to get through that? I'm still, actually, I'm still working on the last quarter, yeah. <laughs> but I'm almost show. there. By the end of the I'm show. I'm almost there. I wish they would have used a little bit more pastry. Uh, yeah. You I know, mean, it looks like the... We could have upped... Yeah, we could it's have like they scrimped. It, we could it up to about twelve hundred pounds and put some more pastry on that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let me tell you. And before we get uh, back and, and finish off with uh, Jeffy, uh, you've heard about Field of Greens for a while now from Brickhouse Nutrition. Uh, I finally gave it a shot several months ago, and I love this stuff. It's it's the only way I get vegetables in my diet. I just hate the taste of virtually every vegetable. I mean, kale. No, I don't care how super that food is. I don't care if it Oof. wears a cape. Oof. I'm not eating it. It's nasty. But this is a great way to get it. Get that and the, you know, the quinoa superfoods and all those things. You get a, every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables that are pre and probiotic. They boost your immunity, have antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. So put one scoop in eight ounces of water, your favorite drink or smoothie. And you're done. It's that easy, and it tastes really good. Uh, go to BrickHousePat.com. Try Field of Greens today. Get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. Just that easy. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Blaze Radio Network. And welcome. 888-900-3393. Anything uh, else jump out at you at the uh, NFL draft over the weekend? Uh, I was busy uh, watching Avengers, my friend. Uh, was uh, it like the rest stormy. of America. And Stormy. Uh, and Stormy, yeah, well, of course. I mean, I spent a little bit more time. Avengers is two hours and 55 minutes. I'd had enough of Stormy by then at that time, too, uh, for the three hours. But, I mean, they have uh, they've set the records now, baby. Oh. I mean, they are the, they are the top... Infinity, 258 million. 258. They broke the weekend record. Yes, they uh, did. Record. And uh, they also uh, wow. let's see, They also broke the record for first weekend at the global box office. As even they without, pulled, even they without, do it without China the, and Russia? Yeah. Wow. 640.9, uh, beating uh, Fate and Furious. It's like two-thirds of a billion dollars in one outside, weekend. Outside the U.S., Infinity War scored a number of records across the world, including Jeez. biggest ever opening weekend totals in the Philippines, Korea, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia. The U.K. was the largest earning territory behind the U.S. with 42.2. And... Uh, oh, wait, though the film failed to take over Spectre and The Force Awakens. So those two are still in front of it on the global. So they take, only went up third. Oh, yeah. global. Right, because, but it because did, of the two. But it did because break of the two North Russia American. and China. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. That's impressive. That sure is. And uh, one of my, to have a little fun this weekend while you were watching the draft, uh-huh. um, 
Facebook and Twitter had a thing uh, like a battle going on with the hashtag uh, Twitter versus Facebook. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them were like, uh, Facebook is Tiger Woods on the golf course, and Twitter is Tiger Woods off the golf course. Oh, my. The difference between Twitter and Facebook. Uh-huh. Facebook, my kids are the best ever. Twitter, did I even feed my kids today? <laughs> Twitter versus Facebook. My marriage is perfect. Twitter, if he squeezes the toothpaste tube from the middle one more time, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> Pretty accurate. It sure is. Pretty accurate. And I didn't watch a whole lot of the draft. You know, I'm kind of, I, I love it so much, but then I get, it's like, uh, you know, I really don't have a case for any team so much anymore. It's just. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I know. You know uh, Keith has an interesting story of some quarterback. That is still available. Didn't get drafted. Yeah. But I don't know if it's Luis Perez or Luis Perez, but he was a kid that... Um, from Texas. Uh, yeah. Um, and he fell out of uh, love of football because when he was in high school, he wanted to play quarterback. They only wanted him as a receiver. He ended up being a bowling champ, bowled 12 perfect games. He's a good athlete. Um, eventually Perfect-bow. goes wow. to a junior college where he's the ninth string quarterback, but works ninth? his way up over the years. Yep. A couple years there. People yeah. transferring, people getting hurt. Yeah. He, he plays about four or five games, does a great job, gets a call from Texas A&M Commerce. Which I've never heard of. Small division, I don't know, two school. Texas A&M Commerce. It's right over over there. And he leads them to a couple of national titles and throws for 5,000 yards one season. And he is currently considered the best undrafted quarterback as we speak, waiting to be signed, waiting for that phone to ring. His name is Luis Perez? Yeah, L-U-I-S Undrafted free agent. That's 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 cool. They still do do pretty good. Sometimes they, I mean, they do uh, Kurt Warner, ring a bell. (laughs) Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, you you can. I mean, they don't find everybody. Yeah, you're right. They don't find. And everybody. once in a while, they they actually try to make the deal so they don't have to draft you and make you yeah. undrafted. Yeah. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. Uh, all right, we got a wind of a strange situation involving our friend Troy Walker from DogtagFurniture.com. Uh, and so we reached out to him today and he said, yeah, things are not exactly going well right now. Uh, Troy, welcome to the Blaze. Hi. Hey, Pat. Hey. Thank you um, for having me. First of all, the other thing you've, you've been working on now for a while was uh, this funeral for Cynthia Miller, who was murdered mm-hmm. by her yes. boyfriend in a murder-suicide thing. She's a combat, a desert, desert Storm combat Navy veteran. She, uh, The boyfriend who killed her, his parents are paying for his funeral, but not hers. She was unclaimed by even her own family. And so you are trying to take care of uh, her funeral arrangements and and you're trying to at least come up with some people to, to be there, right? That is correct. Uh, her funeral is this Friday, May 4th at 11 a.m. So it was, it was postponed? Postponed from what? It was, po- it was postponed because of family politics. Okay. Um, because after you guys aired it, then the family almost stepped up. Oh. But... <laughs> Wow, but not they, quite. They were going to, and then they were not going to, and then they were going to, and now they just said, you know, we're just walking away from it. Oh man! So really, so strange. we're back to we're back to it. So if people would like to, you know, 
support her. When and where is this? It's at Kimberly City, Missouri, at the Stump Funeral Home. Okay. It's at 11 a.m. on this Friday, May 4th. Uh, there is not going to be anyone from her family there that we're aware of. Wow. Uh, we're doubt if she's even going to have a friend. Um, we're trying to get one of her friends who is on the other side of the country to there. Um, I have a representative that will be there. His name is Matt. He's a volunteer with us. Mm-hmm. He's a great person. He's going to be on the, on the ground to make sure everything goes smoothly. And you would hope and, for more, uh, than, there's... more than two people at this veteran's yep. funeral, right? We've contacted the Patriot Guard. They're going to escort the body. We've contacted a couple other motorcycle clubs who are also going to escort the body. Okay. And we're just praying that everyone um, shows up with love and honor her as a combat veteran who yeah. one time in her life decided to die for her country if she wanted to. You know? Really, uh, re- really amazing uh, work that you do, Troy. It's it's Thanks, uh, and obviously nobody else is doing it out of 72,000 veterans no. organizations. Nobody does this but you. Um, and so you make this make these beautiful wooden American flags uh, to sell and all the proceeds go to uh, burying veterans who have either committed suicide or died in some other way and because the VA provides up to $300 for their funeral and yep. they average what $7,000 a piece. Yeah, they $6,700 is the national average. Okay. We just got a phone call this morning from the National Guard. One of their members um, committed suicide because he didn't have mm-hmm. life insurance policy. He's not eligible for veterans because he, veteran benefits because he's not a veteran because he's active duty National Guard. Wow. And he has no life insurance policy, so we're paying for his funeral as well. And mm-hmm. he falls in like a gap. Okay. Um, so... With that background, now bring us up to speed on what's going on with you, uh, because okay. the city uh, that you live in, which is a strange named city, what what is it called? Norwood, Young America. Norwood, Young America, Minnesota. Is that? What? Yep. Is this suburban <laughs> Minneapolis or what? Yeah, it's uh, out in the boonies. It's the okay. name is bigger than the town. Yeah. It, it originally was two towns, Norwood and Young America, and about ten years ago they combined. Okay. Uh, fast. So, yeah. It's really weird. Anyway, uh, yeah. they've, anyway. Been, they've been hassling you, and uh, bring us up to speed on what's happened here. So when I first started last summer, I, uh, a lot of people know I started this in my driveway. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any. I didn't have any money, you know, to do anything else besides my driveway. And um, the city um, came by and told me to stop because I was a nuisance to the neighborhood because I cr- was creating a mess, even though I was cleaning it up every day. Um, during the day, it was a mess. So they wanted it perfectly immaculate, you know, during the day. At all times. Um, mm. At all times. And uh, a, a local reporter here um, got wind of it, uh, came out and did a story on it. And he couldn't believe it that the city was trying to shut me down just because I was sawing wood in my driveway. So he did a story on me. Um, kind of made the city look really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he caught he caught the city in a couple of lies. And just kind of made them look bad. So then ever well, since Well, it's not hard to make the city look bad when they are doing bad. You know, yeah, when they're hassling exactly, a right. guy who's trying to help dead veterans. Uh, it's hard It's hard to come off good uh, that way. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in a couple of, well, after I, and then I went on Fox News and... And then I, and that was told part of the story that Troy makes these out of his driveway. And yes, the city at one point tried to shut him down. So every time I went on, you know, national news, it was part of the story because it's part of our origin story. Um, 
we never made a big deal about it. Uh, we had a build-a-thon here in town where we built a thousand flags in two hours with uh, 250 volunteers, and the city was upset that we didn't ask them permission. And I told them we didn't need permission because we're on private property. Okay. And they kind of got mad and had a little fit and left. And they went, they went ever, they went help us advertise or anything like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So then um, I started advertising with you guys, and you guys have been great. And uh, somebody, a fan of ours. Or a fan of yours um, was going through our Facebook feed, we think, and they saw the origin, the new story that's up there for everyone to see. Okay. And they emailed, and we think it's somebody from this town because they emailed them, and the email said, um, "Don't you have anything else better to do than drive around our town?" So that's why we think it was somebody local here. Mm-hmm. You know, just because what she does every day is she drives around the town taking pictures of all our houses, okay. the treasure here. And he said, just leave Troy alone. Just leave us all alone. You're a despicable human being. That was the end of the email. I saw the email. And there was nothing threatening. Even the cops said there was nothing threatening in it. But why he was concerned was because right after she received the email, somebody followed her around town for about 30 minutes. Uh Now, I was with my mother-in-law and my wife. And my mother-in-law won't even lie for her own daughter, let alone her (laughs) son-in-law. Right. You know, so they're, she said she are they alleging that you she followed was, her around for 30 minutes? They that, did at first until they saw my okay. alibi. All right. And then I, we thought it was case closed. And then right after that, a couple of days later, I received an email that Glenn Beck and you read on the air. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't even put on Facebook or anything like that. I forwarded it back to the city. And I said, this came to me. And it has the treasures. Please look into it and get back to us and find out what's going on here. And what came to you was we're not doing anything. Was the one that starts out, Troy, you need to leave town before I really get pissed? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, we've kind of looked into this, and um, it doesn't seem to match her because her name is spelled, her name is spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y, I think. And this is no. spelled. No. It's okay. the other way around. Yeah. Okay, her name okay. is spelled K-E-L-L-Y, and on, on the address of this, it's K-E-L-L-E-Y. So this may be somebody who's trying yeah. to help a little too much. I don't know. Yeah, and, don't and maybe, and, and that's not why we're upset. We're not upset right. about this. Okay. What, we, what we're upset about is that we took it to the city, and we asked them to verify this and to help us and to say, hey, listen, we're receiving these emails. And just like Kelly received an email— Right. We want, you know, if there's something going bigger because somebody supposedly followed around, if there's something going on here, you can investigate it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and it didn't bother me. I receive all kinds of bad emails because I deal with suicides. Um, right. People are, you know, just they don't like it, the fact that I'll pay for a suicide. Um, and I have thick skin and I just kind of shrug it off. But it just happened right after she got followed and I wanted to try to help out the police. Okay. The police said, we need your computer. Because we think it was one of your supporters that emailed her, the, uh, the first email, and we want to match it with your records. And I said, no, I can't do that because of the privacy, of the Consumer Privacy Data Act. Okay. And and that was we thought the end of it. We're like, okay, well, if you guys, if we can't, you know, turn over information, you guys can't investigate it, and it's a done deal. And then we went on our merry way. You know, mm-hmm. we never complained about it. In fact, I had the email when I came down and visited you guys, and I didn't even say anything to you guys about it. Right? No. Yeah, you know, I, I, Robert Sheldon, he he saw it. Okay. 
Robert uh, is, uh, and uh, and I and I said I, I want not I'm not 100 percent sure, and that's why I don't want to show it to anyone else. You know. Okay. And and we and there was that. So um, Friday, I get a phone. Call. I'm at the shop, and I get a phone call from a detective saying, "You need to come here right now. We have a warrant to search your house." Okay, so you're at the shop, which is now located not in your driveway anymore, right? Yes. You're on a yes, farm or something outside of the city. Yep. Okay. Great. Yep. Yes, sir. So you go home, and they've got a. They say they have a warrant. Did you actually ever see a warrant? Correct. Yes, I did. The okay. first time, yes. All right. They had a warrant, and the warrant was to seize all their computer equipment and all their phones. Why? That's it. Uh, they wouldn't tell me. They just said, we have a warrant. Wow. And wow. we're here to take everything. And I'm like, what's going on? You mm-hmm. know, what is this all about? And he goes, it's all about that email. Yeah. <laughs> and I go, well, <laughs> I'm Jeez. like, well, I, so I, don't, do- I don't understand how I'm the focus of this investigation. The city has yet to deny the letter. Do they think? They still, we invited them on. Do they are they alleging you wrote the email and they're trying to find that in your system? Is that what is that what's going um, on? I don't know. I don't know. I to be completely honest, I just don't know. I don't think that they are because I would never do that. A, B. I have a the one thing I'm kind of worried about is that I have a lot of uh, uh, volunteer people um, that are doing community service. Mm-hmm. They come out to my shop and do community service uh, for the county. Mm-hmm. And they have access to my my internet. I've been very clear about that. You know, I give them the password to my internet so they can listen to their music and stuff like that while they're at my shop. I have a public Wi-Fi, just oh. like most people do. Okay, yeah. And you can't control what's 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 you know sent. Mm-hmm. And and I just and I went to my lawyer and my lawyer called the cops and they said I, I'm not being charged with anything. And the cops like, well, so what are you looking for? We're just looking for anything. Just looking for if there's anything for a crime. And what? and while I was going to the lawyer's office, they were threatening me four. They called me four times after I told them I wanted to speak to a lawyer. And they and the cop was actually belligerent and yelling at me, saying that if I ta- went online, social media, if I talked to you guys, if I did anything, I would be charged with disorderly conduct. That is, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just... And my, and my wife was sitting wow. right there listening to the whole thing, and uh, she couldn't even believe it. And I hung up on him. I go, lawyer, 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 and I hung up the phone. They called back. And they go, listen, you little punk, you got to understand, you can't, you, can't, you can't do this. You can't go out and tell people what's going on. Be- because this is not America anymore? We are now... I don't know. I go, I have a, I have a right to freedom of speech. He goes, yeah. he goes you may think you do. Uh, but we're gonna. You're, you're disturbing the peace by doing this, and that's wow. against the law. And I go. I'm on my way to my attorney's office. Well, if you go there, we can't help you anymore. Help? It doesn't sound like they're helping you much now. What? <laughs> oh no! I don't want to lose this kind of help. This, that is unbelievable. What a weird. So even even and even my lawyer said even if let's say you sent that email to yourself, it's not a crime to bash yourself. Right. You know. Um. The the other email that there is in question, um, this email about somebody local in town, they want to find out who wrote that because they think that's the same person that followed her. And because I and that's what we really think this is all about. We don't think it's about the other email. We think it's about the first email and the following. And we think that because I refused to give up the information on my database um, that they just came and seized it. Wow. Uh that's what we're pretty. That's what we're pretty. 
that's what the lawyer and everyone's thinking that they're trying to find. They're trying to make a stalking case on somebody who sent that email and followed her. And are they doing this all because they don't like the military? They don't like you helping the military? They're worried about sawdust? What is? What do you think inspired this at the beginning? Because I, I was a, I was a, because I, I spoke out against the ordinance law because the ordinance, the nuisance ordinance in the in this town, is very vague. Meaning, if anyone drives past your house and thinks that it and deems it a nuisance, they can call the city and the city city will tell you to clean it up. Wow. So if let's say you have a reindeer in your front yard and I drive mm-hmm. past and I'm offended by that reindeer, I can call the city and tell them to remove that reindeer. And so they wanted to pass even a stricter, they've ended up passing a stricter ordinance, and I would start to speak out against that in the city. And I said, listen, they're, they're trying to trample on our rights. They're, they're trying to take away our right to property rights, you know? Yeah. And I had a little bit of a platform, and I was able to delay the vote for four months. And they were just like, let us pass it. Just let us pass it. And I'm like, no. You're going you're gonna to make the, so the new ordinance now states that if they dim your they, you don't you don't have the ability to take it before the judge. You can only go before the city council. So are you completely so shut down in your efforts now with uh, dog yep. tag furniture? Yeah, we don't have any computers. I had to go out and buy a new phone to be able to talk to you. This is, I mean, that's it's just unbelievable. I couldn't even they they took my wife's or my wife's aunt's iPad who is visiting us. Your wife's aunt they, is visiting, and they took her yep. iPad. What yep. what was their excuse for that? It was electronic on our property. <laughs> I don't see how this is even possible in the United States of America. I don't. I don't even understand. My, wow. My volunteer um, came to to because um, I called him. Uh, he came to give up my phone because I want this whole thing cleared up, right? He brought my phone. They took it. They were going to take his phone if he had it on him. Wow. Um, Any electronic device on the property that comes on the property was seized. They even ripped my internet out of the wall. Wow. And I have pictures of that. I mean, I, I just cannot believe this is all over an email or a stalking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very, very bizarre. They were, in my, they were here for four hours, and they couldn't find anything, and they still haven't charged me with anything. Uh, how can we help? Um, it just, you know, the main thing is to get the word out about dog tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, about what we do with the veterans, I can deal with the stuff. I'm going to have to get an attorney, and we're going to set up a legal defense fund. Okay. But you know, first and foremost, we would rather people be talking about what we do for the veterans than this whole thing. This whole thing is just is crazy in its own right, and I can't believe it happened. And I can't believe that my kids are scared to death of the well, police now. I'll bet. Yeah. Um, and and they're ten years old, and my son, my son can't figure out. He goes, Dad, all you do is try to help people, and you speak up for people's rights. I never once went down to City Hall in the last year. I haven't been down there. Yeah. I haven't called them. I haven't emailed them. I haven't done anything to engage them because I'm doing my own thing. Right. And all I'm trying to do is bury veterans. I That's know. All I'm trying to do. Man. I I know. And I. And 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 you know these are people who fought for this country. Mm-hmm. These are people who at one point in their life decided to give up their life for this country so we could be free. And this is not free. No, you're exactly right. To come into your, to come into your house and you take all your equipment and knowing, and they know that 
your your business, your nonprofit is going to cease. And they didn't care. They didn't care one bit. I was like, clone my computers. Just give me my data. You can take the freaking computer, just clone it. Yeah, you know, give me the wouldn't. data off of it. Yeah. No. And they were like, you might get it back in six months. Wow. And I'm like, how is this, how is this fair? How is this America? And he goes, well, at any time you're willing to come down and make a statement, we'll tell you. Make, make a statement about what? I don't know. Wow. They go, well, you, you lower it up, so we can't even mm. talk to you. We're just gonna we're just gonna rip your house. They were here for four hours and they didn't find anything. All right. They took four tablets, two two laptops, and three phones. So I that's guess what, what we can do is uh, what we've been trying to do, and that's uh, help you raise money to to bury veterans. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. at dogtagfurniture.com. Uh, dogtagfurniture.com. There's all kinds of things you can you can buy there. You can buy these beautiful American flags made out of wood. Um, but you could also just right if you if you don't have $125 for the flag, you could donate $20 to the cause. You can certainly there's a donate yeah, button, right? If if somebody can Yes, there is. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you can't if you can't give financially, I just ask I each and one of your listeners if they can just pray for us. Just, absolutely. Just cover us with prayers. All right. Keep I mean, us, even more than everything. Keep us posted, Troy, and thanks for all all you're doing. Thanks, Pat. All right. Thanks. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It's dogtagfurniture.com. Uh, spring is here, and so is an awful lot of pollen. And if you think staying inside is going to save you, think again. According to a lot of research and studies, the air inside your house can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside. And especially if you've got an old filter in your HVAC system. It just keeps circulating that dirty air around and around and around your house. And you just keep getting your allergies aggravated and you just keep getting sick. But there's something you can do, and that's replace your HVAC filter at filterby.com. America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They carry over 600 sizes, including uh, if you have a strange filter size, they can custom make one for you. Then they... Ship it free right to your door within 24 hours. I love how fast, affordable, and convenient this is. You don't have to go to a big box store, look all all over the place for it, drive back and forth in traffic. Don't do any of that. Plus, this is just an all-American company. Everything's made right here in America. A multitude of Merv options all the way up to hospital grade for you. And right now, you save 5% when you set up auto delivery. Then you never have to think about when it's time to change them again. Save money, save time, and breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter from Kenneth L uh, concerning the uh, Alfie Evans case. So starving to death is not cruel and unusual. If not, let's do that for death row inmates. 
Yeah, because they do say that the uh, the drug combination is cruel and unusual. That's how they tried to shut down the death penalty uh, a little while ago. And I think I think they were trying that in Texas, saying that, oh, yeah, that's cruel and unusual. What? All right, well, let's do starvation. That seems to be a great trick for these babies in the U.K. Uh, Slanting Duck says, remind me to never say anything that might be taken two ways around you guys. <laughs> Just make the most negative way it could possibly be interpreted and run with it. Right on the Trump Olympic Paralympic thing. I Can guess. we see that again? It's, I mean, <clears throat> are you serious, slanting duck? I, there's there's no other way to take. Uh, let's play that. Play the what what Trump said uh, today about on the behalf of the United States. I want to thank every Olympian and Paralympian, and that was just incredible. And what happened with the Paralympics was uh, so incredible and so inspiring to me and i watched it's a little tough to watch too much but i watched as much as i could it was really fantastic and i want to thank you all right fine he meant because he's too busy then throw in the word gets a little busy around here as you know we got north korea burning down i I mean just okay that's fine whatever (laughs) i mean there's there's just some people that will not not look at this guy in a realistic way and, you know, whatever. Uh, TJ Toppin, I have a dream that one day spiders will no longer live, will, will live no longer than five days. Oh, give him five seconds. Get out of my life. Hmm. The, uh, the spider that Jeffy brought to the show was 43 years old, right? And then got killed by a wasp. Good. Bad luck for him. Good, good. You imagine making it through 43 years and then just a spider sting kills you dead. A wasp sting, yeah. Mm-hmm. A wasp. Oh, yeah, right. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that there's one less spider in the world. That's really, frankly. It's really heartless and cruel of you. Why is that? Uh, he got 43 good years <laughs> <laughs> to terrorize people like me. <laughs> All right. 888-900-3393. Uh, we also have this story about Amazon raising their price. Mm. Amazon Prime going up a little bit. Remember when everybody had a cow when Netflix raised their price? From whatever it was, seven dollars to ten, or yeah, I don't know, like eight to eleven. This is a jump from ninety-nine to one hundred nineteen per year. No one's gonna bat an eye. I don't think so. I mean, this thing isn't gonna. And we'll talk about that. Will it? Will it make a big difference? Eh, probably not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. More Packray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The company Amazon um, announced their price hike for their membership program during a call with investors last week. The change will go into effect May eleventh and applies to Prime renewals beginning June sixteenth. 
So we continue to increase the value of Prime, according to CFO Brian Olavsky, Oslavsky. Added that the company had has added digital benefits like Prime Video. He noted that the company is seeing rises in costs for providing Prime services, which include shipping perks and video streaming. Change is the first time Amazon has upped their cost since 2014. So it went from 79 then to 99 now, and it's going to 119. Well, I mean, they're a struggling company, so I mean, they're trying to make it, man. They're trying to scrape by, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. Hmm. Uh, you know, they're only valued at I don't know four hundred billion or something, just a little bit less than Apple. What? I thought it was like one trillion. I saw last week. Oh, was it? Maybe have they passed yeah. Apple already? Yeah, right. Amazon. I I could have sworn I hmm. saw that last week. I don't know. We also saw last week that Jeff Bezos' uh, net worth went up $12 billion in one day. $12 billion in a day. It's hard to fathom that kind of stuff. Wow. And do you remember on that day, you couldn't afford groceries, right? Because he had taken all that money. Oh, that's right. Because he took it from the it pie. it all out of the system and took that gigantic piece of pie yeah. and left us only crumbs. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't go to the grocery store. I couldn't get put gas in my car. <laughs> so when that when his rough. net worth increased by $12 billion, how did that affect anybody else? <laughs> mm, it didn't. Except for the people who invest in his company. It was good for them. Their net worth went up as well. It's just silly. This income inequality nonsense. Uh, the company has already increased the cost of monthly Prime membership earlier this year. That service, which is for users who don't want to commit to a full year... Was hiked from eleven to thirteen bucks. Number of Prime subscribers has ballooned, as you can imagine, in recent years. Uh, Bezos told shareholders that the service has more than a hundred million members around the world. A <laughs> hundred million at a hundred and nineteen bucks a year. Do the math on that. That's that's uh, it's a good business. <laughs> that's a good business. That's a good business. That's a lot of money. That's that's more than a hundred dollars. I'll tell you that. I wonder what Barack Obama would say about that. Uh, do you think at some point you made enough money? Uh huh. Unless you're a big Democratic donor, in which case, no, keep making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Steyer. He's never said that about him. He's never said that about George Soros. Four years ago, Amazon had twenty million products available for two day shipping. Today, that number is more than 100 million. Wait, that number went from what to what? From 20 million <laughs> to 100 million. Five times the number it was four years ago. Jeez. Mm. The announcement came after a pretty strong quarter for Amazon. Company said it made $1.6 billion in profit. That's not uh, gross. $1.6 billion in profit for the first three months of 2018. Yeah, so you just multiply that number by four. It's pretty good cash. <laughs> so it's, it doubled their profit in the same period from last year. The, I mean, Amazon is taking over the stinking world. Juggernaut. I mean, I think it seems like right now, at least, it seems like even more so than Apple, doesn't it? It seems like Amazon just owns everything. 
is expanding into everything. They're taking over the grocery stores. They're taking over entertainment. They're taking over everything. It would be nice, though, if they could produce one show of original programming, same with Netflix, uh, that doesn't contain nudity or graphic, graphic violence. Be nice. <laughs> they, don't, they don't do anything family-friendly. It's too bad. I think they're missing out on that. You could do a, a genre where you can do something that everybody can watch. 888 900 This is kind of interesting, too. We get lulled into these, into just giving up information on ourselves. <laughs> thinking, hey, everything's fine. I would, what can happen? The popular genetic testing companies, 23andMe and Ancestry.com, uh, both of which I really like and I think are doing, I think they're doing us a great service by helping us with our, with our ancestry. I don't, I don't know if I need to know exactly where, you know, 18% of me comes from Ireland, 33% from Germany, 1.9% from Ghana. Whoa. I, I, do I need that? Might, I don't know. You might get a scholarship or some government money maybe, if that's accurate. Maybe. But they're building databases that contain a lot more than information about your family tree. This is the kind of stuff you don't even think about. Oh, really? I just swap my mouth or spit into this cup and send it back to you? And then you can tell me everything I need to know about myself? Get a good. I'm going to do it. And then you do it, and then you find out, well, law enforcement, and in some cases, third-party companies can also access the databases. No problem. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm not I'll, doing anything wrong. What I'll, do I care? All I did was... Click accept terms and conditions. Uh-huh. That's all you did. Uh, so these databases hold detailed information about users' medical histories, biological relationships. Uh, people don't realize that unlike most medical tests where you find out information, it isn't just about you. Arthur Kaplan, director of the Division of Medical Ethics at New York University School of Medicine, said, The issue hit home with the arrest. Now, obviously... You can use it for good purposes like this. They arrested uh, alleged Golden State killer Joseph James D'Angelo, a former police officer. He was arrested after DNA found at the crime scene was compared to genetic profiles from genealogical websites that collect DNA samples. <clears throat> the ex-cop is accused of 12 murders and at least 14 or 40. Wow, good golly. 12 murders and at least 45 rapes. Wow. So he apparently sent a sample to 23andMe or whatever, and they got a hold of it? I think it, it went through was, a row. It was compared his. to the genetic profiles. Uh, so somebody in his family yeah, they got have. Yeah, I think they got um, his DNA, mm. I believe, off of some garbage he had disposed of. And then you could call the relative whose DNA you have. yeah. yeah. And track him down that way. Yeah. Fascinating. So you're thinking, well, I, I haven't killed 12 people or raped 45 women, so I've, I'm fine. I don't care if they have my information. <laughs> but and the, again, the problem with that is we might not always live in the wonderful world we currently reside in. In his case, investigators used uh, GEDmatch, G-E-D-Match, a Florida-based website that collects genetic profiles that people share publicly. GEDmatch does not require a court order for access. Hmm. The site also states users participating in the site should expect that their information will be shared with other users. Yeah, okay, I'm not, uh, 
Uh, I'm not sharing my DNA with you then. Huh. Again, we just keep opening these doors, and you don't even think about this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and there was another case where a woman, a grown woman, ended up discovering that her biological father was the fertility doctor, not the donor that they thought it was, and they discovered it through one of these websites. They were able to see it that way. Oh, wow. It's... mm. So they were counting on somebody else's Mm -hmm. seedling or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be the fertility doctor himself. And that's how they, that's how they confirmed it was through uh, one of these websites. Is that a crime? Did they get him on that? Yeah. I mean, he misrepresented, if nothing else, um, it was not the service that they paid for. You know, I mean, they did a false so pretense. So he's just there. doing this himself and then saying that he's got this huge... Yeah, I don't know how that worked out. Bank of... Just started uh, down nice. that legal road. Uh, we're starting down a whole bunch of roads that we never would have guessed would be would ever be a problem. Also, a Mo, uh, Mobile County public school teacher in Alabama was sent home. Thank goodness, because you know what she was doing? I'm afraid to ask. I mean, what could be possibly... There's a lot of heinous things that happen in schools these days. Really bad. What yeah, happened? really bad. What she do? She wore a t-shirt with the words, get this. Oh boy, here we go. Hang on to something. Mm. These two words in this order, just pray. No, she did not. She did. Yeah, she did. I'm glad you told me to hold on to something here. Because yeah, that is You would have fallen ridiculous. out of your seat. Ridiculous. That is. What was she thinking? I don't know. You she say, wasn't. Well, she clearly wasn't. You just said four, two four-letter words mm-hmm. back-to-back on the air. That just, should never be uttered on public broadcast right. waves that are owned you know, by the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just Pray. Are you trying to get oh this my. license suspended, sir? <laughs> You're going to do it again. Teacher Chris Burrell, Burrell told uh, the radio station, WALA uh, TV, actually, she wore the shirt to school on Monday because it reminded her of 11 year old Aubrey Nicholas. The t shirt is part of a fundraiser for the girl who was a young dancer who was diagnosed last year with a rare and inoperable brain tumor. Oh, man. Mobile County Public School Superintendent Martha Peak said the school principal was just following protocol. Mm. School policy bars teachers and students from wearing anything that reflects their beliefs. So the words just pray means that she believes in prayer. Uh, okay, and... What's that supposed to do? And she wore that in a public school? Yeah. Yeah. Where, you know, you got the separation of school and state, or church and school, or school and church. Do you? No. (laughs) No, you really don't. There's nothing in the Constitution about a separation of church and state. So at the point of looking and seeing prey on it, the principal said, you can put on a sweater or something, knowing that there are other people who object to that. We have to be cognizant of everyone's beliefs or everyone's thoughts in a public school. No, you don't. What do you mean? What kind of insanity is that? So if somebody sees Just Pray on your shirt, and they're, well, why do I have to worry about whether or not they believe in prayer? So what? You know, I didn't say you have to believe me. 
I didn't say I was going to put you in jail if you don't pray. I just have just pray on my shirt. If you don't like it, tough. Tough. So what? When, when did we get to the point again? You got to ask this. When, when did this happen? Where if somebody else doesn't believe exactly as you do and they see something on your shirt that disagrees with, with their principles or values or ideology, wh- what does that do to them? Oh, no. Does that offends them, Pat. So? <laughs> and? Hold on a second now. What if... And I have the right to mm-hmm. go through life completely offensive, of offense-free? I, I can I yeah. can never be offended by that, anything. Yeah, that's also in the Constitution. Don't oh. act like you don't know that. Okay. Um, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something here. Like, what if this right here um, appeared on some child's shirt in in a public school? Okay. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Are you ready to be offended? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Look at this. I'm gonna offend the world. You know what this says? You know what this says? What does it say? Yeah. See that? That's yeah. Arabic for just pray, Pat. Oh, well, if it's in Arabic, you know they wouldn't have said a word about it. Exemption time. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Well, what if it said, uh, praise Allah on his shirt in Arabic? Okay. Yeah. And? It would not have gotten even a what about it? blink from the front office. Nobody would have said anything. They wouldn't have sent the teacher home. There'd be no discussion about how offensive it is to some people. Some people don't believe as, as that person does. You wouldn't hear any of this. Nope. Oh, it's agonizing. All right, let me tell you about something that isn't agonizing. Diet and exercise, we all know that's the basic formula for weight loss, right? Everybody asks when you lose weight, how'd you do it? What are you doing? Well, I'm eating less and eh, doing a little exercise. Uh, but if you add to that Riduzone, which is a safe and natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement, uh, it's going to make things a lot easier for you. A local company uh, took the good stuff in olive oil. It's the OEA in there that's been shown to boost metabolism and help reduce your appetite, help you burn fat. With proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone helps you lose weight and get you to the next level. Keep that weight off. There's nothing more frustrating in the world than when you've spent months or a year trying to lose weight And then you stop the diet, and then you gradually just get back to your old habits, and then it's all there again. Oh, that's so irritating. But there is something you can do. You don't have to think about food all the time. Riduzone helps you lose weight and helps you keep it off because you're not thinking about food all the time. It's it's an appetite suppressant. It's awesome. Go to Riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E dot com. Riduzone dot com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Net neutrality is officially dead. Love this uh, internet as we know it. <laughs> the opposition here is so ridiculous. Yep. The internet as we as we know it may not exist now. That net neutrality has officially ended. 
wait, what? I mean, it was basically never in place. We got the internet to where it was completely without your net neutrality nonsense. So what do you mean? It got here. It is the way it is because we don't have net neutrality. FCC commissioner uh, commission voted to end net neutrality in December, but uh, the vote just took effect Monday. Today, is that today? That was last, last Monday, week, wasn't it? Ajit Pai's restoring internet freedom proposal appealed the repealed the Obama administration's Title II rules under net neutrality. Internet service providers were classified as utilities instead of information services and subjected to broad federal regulation for the first time in history. The media have characterized repealing regulations that were installed three years ago as the end of the internet internet as we know it. I mean, that's just asinine. Chairman Ajit Pai has called the Obama-era rules heavy-handed and a mistake, and he argues that they deterred innovation, depressed investment in building and expanding broadband networks. To set things right, he says, he's taking the FCC back to a light-touch approach to hmm. regulation. You know, Thank that, you. that's got to be one of Obama's biggest regrets, is that he nominated Ajit Pai yeah. to the FCC, and look what has become of that. That is incredible. Oh my! I mean, he's got to re- he's got to resent that <laughs> big time. Yeah, I wonder if he and and I have no idea what the process was in Obama picking Ajit Pai, but you know how liberals look at minorities and just think they're all they're all good liberals. They're going to toe they're, the line. Yeah, they're going to toe the line. And I don't know if it was just somebody said, "Hey, here's a minority candidate. Done. Send him through." From the <laughs> beginning, this this movement didn't make any sense. Do you remember this ad from a few years ago when they were trying to push net neutrality down our throats? Ever wonder why you get 500 channels, but there's nothing good on TV? Uh, No, because uh, 500 channels, uh, if I can't find one thing that's good, that's probably uh, my fault. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's got to be something, right? Hmm. And if not, maybe I'm just too picky. So, uh, why your high-speed internet is so slow again uh no because my high-speed internet isn't so slow (laughs) it's really fast keep selling it and so expensive or why you always hear the same music on the radio no matter where you go let me ask you this what does that have to do with anything (laughs) or why i always hear the same music everywhere i go let's see uh because people like it those are the most popular songs most there's something called i don't know the top 40 and people like to hear them over and over and over again until a new song comes out and then they play that one over and over and over again uh we wondered too oh did you then (laughs) we decided to do something about it what'd you decide to do we're free press free press we're fighting for hard-hitting journalism Uh diverse media ownership we already yeah fast affordable internet for everyone we we have free press is making sure the american people Uh not just lobbyists and big monopolies have a say in what the future of media and communication looks like i see in vital areas like protecting the open internet for free speech and innovation Uh and delivering affordable internet access to To, all americans to to all americans bridging the digital (laughs) divide and building a real national broadband plan free press is helping to save the news and protect real journalism really and strengthen and reinvent public media for the 21st century and And together with our 500,000 members across the country Mm -hmm. we're leading a national movement for media reform 
And of course, it did none of those things, by the way. Ever wonder why you go from city to city and hear the same song? First of all, that's not an internet-related thing. What does that have to do with any of that? Well, they're free press. It's in their name. Don't argue with them. Obviously, they want a free press. press. And a free music radio station because they're forced, as you know, into playing these songs over and over and over again by some evil music overlord. I think that's what they're insinuating. (laughs) Seems like it. It's because if a station were to play a different song all day and not repeat a song, uh, they'd be out of business in about three weeks, probably. Because you wouldn't be playing the songs people like. Just unbelievable that they were able to sell that during the Obama administration. And unfortunately, that's another great thing that Trump has done is, uh, you know, push for guys like uh, Ajit Pai to be able to stop this regulation. We've stopped a lot of regulation under Donald Trump. Uh, So you got to give him that. 888-900-3393. Kind of interesting. A pastor in San Francisco at the Progressive Episcopal Church is defending his support for holding the first ever Beyonce Mass Yeah, a Beyonce mass. (laughs) He said, I know there are people who will say using Beyonce is just a cheap way of trying to get people in the church. No. But Jesus used very provocative images. I hate it when people do that. (laughs) It's just despicable uh, blasphemy. In the stories he would tell to incite people to ask hard questions about their own religious assumptions, he regularly, regularly... Regularly. Oh, I, I stumble provoked. on those words all the time. Regularly is Regular. one of the hardest words in the world to say. Regularly. Regular, regular. <laughs> you always sound like Tom Brokaw when you say it. Regularly. <laughs> uh, we're following in the way of Jesus. Yeah, n- n- no. So they had this event, invited people to this mass, and played Beyonce's music. Uh, <laughs> I, we... <laughs> Maybe we should spend some more time on this tomorrow because there's more to this story that is just absolutely unbelievable. We'll see you here again tomorrow on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.